You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. Welcome to Ring Post Radio, the only show that's in your nose. Uh, I'm your, I don't know what that meant. Uh, I'm your host as always, Ryan Nightstein. With me as always is Scotty Ad Edwards. Scotty, how you doing? I'm doing great. I'm dressed for, I'm dressed for Halloween. <laughs> I, I'm going as John Cena today. Um, doing great. Doing great. I'm feeling oozy. I don't know if anyone else is feeling oozy, but I'm personally feeling oozy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that was great great uh segment on smackdown the only thing i watched from wwe this week and we're gonna keep it that way um but i'm, I'm feeling good we are we are here another ring post radio yeah plenty to talk about yeah 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 <laughs> there's only there's only two things i get is piped up in this morning and that's brian danielson's theme music and screaming yeah at the top of her lungs Except that I was screaming, I like Matt Taven before the show, too. <laughs> that's, that's also true. You were also, I can confirm, you were screaming, I well, you were screaming, I like Matt Taven, and I'm Matt Taven, so. Oh, yeah, well, I, I did that first, and then I was like, wait a minute, I can make it my own chant. <laughs> wait, I can be Matt Taven. <laughs> I like Matt Taven. Aren't we all Matt Taven at the end of the day? <laughs> <sighs> Some people hate Matt Taven, I'm just telling you, you're wrong. Yeah. Yeah, hindsight's twenty twenty, and hindsight uh, ter- deemed well for uh, yeah. Matt Taven to win that title. Let's just remember, Ring of Honor made the right choice at Madison Square Garden. Yeah. Oh yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. No well, matter what, they were gonna die. But <laughs> <laughs> without without the elite, they were gonna die. That's that's true. That is actually true. Is that it doesn't in all in hindsight none of it mattered because it wasn't their fault that Ring of Honor died. It was the the company that they were owned by. Yeah, so. <laughs> it wasn't that decision's fault. It wasn't Matt Taven's fault at all. Actually, yeah, I'm gonna yeah, I'm fully on board with Matt Taven. <laughs> You're right. It, it isn't Matt Taven's fault at all that the company died. The company didn't die because of Ring of Honor. Now, exactly. now, if Ring of Honor was in a better foothold, maybe they could have you know, survived the budget cuts. But, uh, but that's another story. <laughs> that's another story. But ultimately, they were not the thing that the setting factor. A bad baseball deal, if I recall, TV deal screwed over Sinclair. So, uh, yeah, no, we're starting off the show hot with Matt Taven defense <laughs> takes. Here we go, baby. Hey, I'm always here to defend Matt Taven. Did you know? So I went to a sh- okay. This is story time with scott e and ryan uh this is i think sometimes the best part of the show personally um so one time i went to a ring of honor taping mm-hmm. when matt taven was champion yeah ring of honor world champion it was mass hysteria hysteria i think i think that's what it's called that was the name of the show yeah so you can look it up you can uh tell oh. me what the card was i'm looking it up now um, but it was one of the most fun shows I've ever been to. Could I tell you what matches happened? No. <laughs> but I, could I tell you that Matt Taven was over as hell and that it was just a great time? I also sat in the front row. I know uh, Tamatonga bumped into me. Maybe that's when he was like, yeah, I need to block this guy. Um, he unblocked me, though. Shout out Tamatonga. Oh, good. Um, the good guy once again. <laughs> yeah, Frankie Kazarian still doesn't like me, but, you know, yeah, that's well. fine. 
you're, you're, you're anti-impact currently, so that's fine. <laughs> no, I said... Uh, He's the... I had a take, but it's yeah. not a needed take right now, so... All right, I'll say it. If, uh, if all of this leads to Black Tourist being X Division champion, it was worth it. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> yes, I went to that show. It's one of the most fun shows I've had. Ring of Honor in its days of, like, not so much glory was a great time. It was a great time. Oh, yeah. I mean, I never went to a Ring of Honor tape, television taping because, obviously, I lived in Baltimore at the time. So, you know, they had a lot of shows at UMBC Event Center. Um, I found the show. Oh, perfect. Because I was, like, looking over it. I was like, uh, where is the show? Sure, hit me. So we had the Tate Twins. Okay. So the boys. The boys. Against Shinobi Shadow Squad, Cheeseburger, and Ryan Nova. I probably saw that. I saw that intro match also in Baltimore. We had a dark top prospect tournament first round match. Joey Joe Keys versus Dante Caballero. Yeah, both both went on to become Ring of Honor trainee yeah. people. Still, we had Ring of Honor tag team title match. The Briscoes defending against the Bouncers. That's the match where Tamatonga and. Uh, Tangaloa ran out after the match when the lights went out and it absolutely wrecked me. Perfect. <laughs> um, that was actually a really fun match. It wasn't good. It was just I was about to say, it doesn't sound like a great match. It sounds like it had Live wrestling is a lot more fun when, you know, when you're seeing those types of things. Yeah. We had Jimmy Preston versus Christian Casanova, a.k.a. Carmelo Hayes. Yeah. Who's Jimmy Preston? I, one man thrill ride. That is his name currently. He's from sure. Boston, Massachusetts. So All right, local local talent. It's probably uh, a look. It's probably a look at match for uh, Casanova was local. So yeah, I wonder if it so. was a tryout match for Casanova a little yeah. bit. It's Stylus Young versus PJ Black. Sure, sure. <laughs> we had oh, this is wild. Angelina Love versus Tasha Steeles versus the current Electra Lopez. <laughs> can't tell you i remember that one this reminded me i think i probably went to when i probably i didn't go to a taping but i went to like a night of some sort of yeah you know whatever and i think there was one of the matches was a tag match that i don't know who the who the women were but i remember it was like electra lopez was in there and she was teaming up with chris statlander oh this (laughs) is a pay-per-view technically Oh, this was a mass hysteria. It was a, it was a, it was a honor club special. Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, an honor club special. Let me see if we can we find had that Chris Stat match. An ROH World Television Title match: Shane Taylor versus Eli Isom. You kidding me? <laughs> that doesn't get you excited. Come on. Oh man, this is. Uh, oh, this last four matches are pretty good. This is it. Ring. This is the show I went to. Ring of Honor Road to G One Supercard Night Four. Yeah, baby, oh, get into wow, it. For I went to some of the world War of the World shows with the uh, like when New Japan came over; those were great. Yeah, um, like Kenny K I N G King versus Dragon Lee. Pretty yeah, good. That kind of kick. Uh, Villain Enterprises redacted in PCO versus Lifeblood. Yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah, and Lifeblood. Dito and Mark Haskins. I had some. I, li- I think I. Good. I think I had some Lifeblood on this show. Oh, I did have Lifeblood on this show. Yeah, baby. I remember that being pretty good. We had Roosh versus Dalton Castle. So that continued. That's pretty. And good. the main event was the Kingdoms: Matt Taven, 
TKO Ryan and Vinny Merseglia versus Jonathan Gresham, Jay Lethal, and a returning Alex Shelley. Returning Ooh. to pro wrestling, Alex Shelley. So it wasn't that bad. It was a good time. It was a good time. Not that bad? Not, TKO Ryan, man. TKO Ryan fell off the face of the earth, didn't he? Yeah, he sure did. He was one of those guys that were really like, yeah, we, we, I exist because of this bad ring of honor. Yeah, he, I mean, I remember he got injured, but then he just like never came back. <laughs> he just never He's existed, like, fella. Yeah, I'm good. I, the G1 Supercard, just real quickly, Roosh versus Tracy Williams. All right, bad. bad. Shinobi Shadow Squad versus Coast to Coast, Shaheem Ali and LSG, and Colin Delaney was uh, the third member of that team. Mark Haskins, Lifeblood member, Mark Haskins versus Silas Young. Uh, this is the match I was talking about. Jenny Rose and Sumi Sakai versus Gabby Ortiz uh, and uh, Carissa Riviera, a.k.a. Electra Lopez, versus Tasha Steeles and Chris Statlander. <laughs> That's a triple threat tag match there. Uh, this match ruled ass. Ring of Honor World Tag Team match. The Briscoes versus Brody King and PCO. That one ruled. Uh, then we had Kenny K I N G King ruled ass. I believe is what you said. Kenny K I N G King versus P J Black. Marty Scroll versus Shane Taylor. And then a three way tag to main event: Jay Lethal and Jeff Cobb versus Lifeblood, Bandito and Juice <laughs> Robinson versus the Ooh. Kingdom: T K O Ryan and Vinny Marsiglia. That's that's, that sounds right. That's two thirds of <laughs> kicking ass right there. I, I looked up the War of the World show I saw in 2018, so I have to run through it now. Please, I, I'm I, gonna do it quick. I hope the audience appreciate this as much as I appreciate yes, this. You're welcome. Uh, the Briscoes, Briscoe Brothers, of course, versus Flip Gordon and Jushin Thunder Liger. <laughs> um, what the Deanna fuck? Perrazzo and Skyler. Don't know who that is. Versus Sumi Sakai and Tennille Dashwood. Sure, sure, why not? Coast to coast. I had coast to coast, don't you worry. Uh, I don't know who they are. Versus uh, the Kingdoms, TKO, Ryan, and Vinnie Mersiglia. It wasn't a good match, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> cheeseburger versus Bully Ray. Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> um, Rocky Romero Show and Yo. Versus the Bullet Club team of Marty Skrull, Hangman Page, and Cody. All right. Brian Malona, Silas Young, and the Beer City Bruiser versus Tetsuya Naito, Evil, and Sonata. <laughs> At least he's on Naito live. I, I think yeah. I saw when I saw and L- Liger. When I saw Ann Liger. When I saw Lij live in in UMBC, it was Evil, Bushi, and Sonata, and I was just like, oh, "All right, <laughs> come on." Um, Jay Lethal versus Chucky T versus Switchblade Jay White. Um, SoCal Uncensored, Christopher Daniels, Frankie Kazarian, and Scorpio Sky versus The Kingdom for the six-man tag team titles. That's when The Kingdom won them. Um, and the main event was Bushi and Hiromo Takahashi versus The Young Bucks. That I remember slapping. Um, this, you, it, you know, it's this Bully Ray era of Ring of Honor it had some sleepers, but there had was also charm. had some charm to it. But there was also like a lot of like crap in there. <laughs> you know, oh, he- yeah. hearing all these matches, hearing all these wrestlers, just like, 
Yeah, a lot of like no that was name elite era. Yeah, <laughs> that was a oh yeah, it was the elite era. Yeah, because I saw you know I saw like the Young Bucks wrestling. You saw Paige and stuff. Like, yeah, it's it's wild <laughs> the amount of stuff happening on these shows uh, that also aren't anything at all. <laughs> yeah, I uh, also before that I remember so they did meet and greets. Mm-hmm. And of course, of course, out of all the people that were there, I met Cody. <laughs> of, course, of course, you got to. Of course. Great guy, by the way. Um, just no one was in Jay White's line. And I just think back to that all the time. I'm like, man, that would not be the same now. <laughs> no, no, no. That's and that's when he was. That's excursion Jay White, probably. IW, no, that was when he was IWGP US champion. <laughs> oh, yeah. At that, that time, yeah, it would have been him. Yeah. Why was he there? <laughs> well, I mean, Sonata, Naito, Evil, uh, Hiromu. Jushin Liger. Bushi, Jushin Thunder Liger were all there. Why was Jay White there? He was on the card. He was just a meet and greet? He was on the card. Oh, he was? Oh, okay. He fought Jay Lethal and Chucky e. T in a triple threat match. Oh, my apologies. Which was actually pretty good. Oh, there we go. There we, That sounds actually, that sounds like that could be pretty good. Uh, we should probably do the rest of our show. Yeah, yeah. Luckily, we don't have a lot of big topics uh, to talk about. Uh, <laughs> no, but uh, we got a big show. I would say we always have a big show. Of course, uh, we could talk about uh, New Japan, show. New Japan Rumble on Forty Fourth Street, and the night before that, uh, we're gonna preview the New Japan Battle Autumn, their final night of their tour, which is always you know multi-title defenses. That's what they always do on these end of these big tours. So a lot of big stuff before we get to historic crossover for New Japan. We're going to, if we have time, preview Crown Jewel, uh, another Saudi show for WWE. Saudi uh, money. Uh, the Brawl Out investigation is seemingly over. So we're going to finally close that out, wrap it up with a nice little ribbon and send it on its way. Uh, never to be seen again. Hopefully, ideally, <laughs> and of course, I doubt it. and of course, we got some news. So we're gonna start off with the news here first, folks. Uh, Don't sound so happy about the news. And we have some. News. Oh, I got some happy news, but we're gonna do this one first. We're gonna do contract updates. So uh, is reported that both Bandito and Juice Robinson have officially signed agreements to work with AEW. On top of that, WWE is making more moves to re-sign. Life blood, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hear AEW is looking at Mark Haskins next. Here Get we go. Lifeblood combo. Uh, well, they they missed out on one Lifeblood member, and that was WWE re-signing Emma, formerly known as Tennille Dashwood, formerly known as Lifeblood member Tennille Dashwood. Uh, we saw her show up on SmackDown, and there are also reports that WWE is looking to re-sign Chelsea Green. Mia Yim, Tegan Knox, and other uh, female talent. That finally gets some talent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not Chelsea Green. <laughs> <laughs> They're looking to re-sign uh, other female talent that presumably uh, WWE has cut in the past. So if you're a female wrestler that worked with WWE in the past five years and it got cut at some point, keep that phone open. <laughs> get get your schedule open because you never know sure, who's going to come Fox a call. That's your phone. I'm, sh- I'm sure CJ Perry every is is time. waiting every day, you know. Oh, yeah. So we'll we'll see. But yeah, thoughts on that as contract news. Any any quick thoughts on that? Juice. Yeah, baby. I'm so happy for Juice. Okay, so it's funny. Um, on Twitter this week, I presented the idea to the world that Ricky Starks versus Juice Robinson is the feud to wake both of them up. Uh that tweet. 
kind of blew up, which I was not ready for. You got you got a Ricky Starks reaction. I got two. I got so Ricky Starks said, "I think he's awesome." I was like, "All right, so great." And then Bailey responded and said, "Wow, when's this?" <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "All right, uh oh, uh oh." Um, so hopefully that does something. But Juice is an interesting sighting, right? Because I think so few people know how good he is. American audience for sure. Yeah, and I look that night that like this was it wasn't announced, but it was kind of revealed that he signed a contract. I went back and watched some of his promos from after like during the G one and whatnot. I was like, man, you got if if this guy can get drive back, he is as good a signing as there is. I don't know if he's gonna stay rock hard or not. I'm sure he will because he might still stay with New Japan, but. He doesn't need to be babyface to have that drive and to be a great promo and to be a good wrestler. I mean, we watched him versus David Finley in the G1. That was, like, to me, the best version of this character we can get, Mm -hmm. right? Just kind of a prick who is also, like, kind of a bitch at times, right? Like, David Finley starts to hurt him. He's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Please leave me alone. (laughs) Um, And I think if you can get that out of him, which, if you give him promo time, if you just give him time on TV, it's going to happen. We also have to remember who he's married to and why uh, yeah. this makes so much sense. Easy um, pick for why him. He would sign a contract. But um, I just hope Juice gets some inspiration because he can be a really great add to this company. Yeah, I think Juice is... Uh... A perfect make sense signing for AEW, if that's the case. Uh, This company is obviously huge on guys that can uh, cut great promos. They're a good talking promotion. Uh, So Juice is a fantastic promo. Um, I would say he's a better face promo than a heel promo. But, you know, he's only been a heel for so long. So we haven't seen the greatness that could come from that. Um, but it's interesting. Uh, I guess I had two getting questions. Getting sick didn't help him. No, getting sick did not help him. But, you know, we'll see see how it all comes out. I got two questions for you. One about uh, Juice and the other about uh, WB's signing female talent. Number one of Juice, uh, if he stays heel, stays Bullet Club, do you see at some point AEW creating some sort of AEW, more formal AEW Bullet Club contingent and of their roster? With, I guess, Juice as its leader? I mean, probably. We were very close with the Elite mm-hmm. at one point when it was Adam Cole and the Bucks. And uh, I don't think Gallows and Anderson were around at the time, but there was a point when they were around that was also kind of Bullet Club. Um, so, yeah, I, I could see them do that. Do you think they we'll, have enough guys? Yeah, we'll t- convert some guys to Bullet Club. Yeah, <laughs> for yeah some- I mean, Impact did the same. Yeah, I mean, I don't see... Ace and Chris Bay. Which, uh, you know, working for them, I think. Uh, Uh, If they go to to Junior Tag League, then yeah. (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised if they do. I think that's actually a good idea. Um, They should. And then the second idea for the female talent. uh, How do you feel about WWE re-signing a bunch more female talent? Like, I mean, obviously, WWE has been re-signing. They haven't really signed anyone new per se, but they've just been re-signing everyone that's been let go over the past couple of years. How do you feel about them? One, I guess that practice and two, all the, you know, just is, does it feel like anybody and everybody or is it like we're just making choices? It sure does feel like anybody and everybody. When you bring back Tennille Dashwood, uh, 
Uh, it makes sense because they they went like a decent chunk with just having no one on the rosters. Mm-hmm. Um, but someone posted a uh, picture yesterday. It's like SmackDown's roster is getting bigger, and I looked at it. I was like, that doesn't mean it's getting better. Yeah. Uh, it, it looks bad. It's kind of bad. Um, you know, Emma's fine, but like no one was clamoring for her to come back. Not a single soul. Um, if this is your response to Paige going to AEW, then that's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's good to sign people, but you should be picking the right ones that are actually going to offer you something. Like, yeah. Mia Yim's a great signing because I think she actually built up her name when she left. Yeah. Um, I think Knox hasn't wrestled yeah. at all. Now, I know she had visa issues. That was part of the problem, but still, she hasn't wrestled at all. Yeah. Um, and Chelsea Green, I mean, bringing back I, also just Chelsea Green, you know, yeah, yeah. Well, Matt Cardona shouldn't go back. I agree. We we <laughs> talked about this previously. Is that Matt Cardona is his act only his current act only works as an ex WWE employee. It, yeah, it doesn't yeah, work I otherwise. Like to me, to me, Matt Cardona, if if every company uses him as smart, could be the top heel. Yeah, for them, like he could be the top heel for Impact tomorrow. Um, I don't know what he does in NWA, nor do I fucking care. Um, I know he was great in GCW. I don't. I know he just kind of runs there less now, but I definitely don't want him to go back. And I kind of thought Chelsea added it to his character more than anything. Of course. So yeah, but this is like the third time they're signing Chelsea. I don't know how many times she could possibly go back and do nothing. But hey, have fun. You know they didn't they didn't say that, but you know you have to also imagine, you know that we're saying Chelsea, we're saying Tegan, we're saying Mia. No one's saying Diana. No one's saying Diana. Maybe is Diana getting lumped into that and other I female think talent? I hope so. She's she would be great in AEW. I think, I think she'd go in. Um, but yeah, let's move on to the next bit of news. Which uh, I obviously this is a surprise. I told you not to watch this, and there's two bits of news. Oh, so. Geez. Uh, we're, it's just gonna, we're, it's back in Noah, back in Noah is the news. So we're going to start off with this one. This is going to be a little spoilery for you and anyone that hasn't watched the show. So skip forward a little bit. Uh, we have the main results in the main event, uh, of the GHC, whatever the heck the, the revival show or whatever it's called. So the winner of the main event, which was the GHC heavyweight title match between Kaito Kiyomiya and <laughs> an old iron head. Um, Kazuyuki Fujita. Uh, the the person that retained their title was Kaito Kiyomiya. Uh, won the match. He retained the title. Ironhead uh, lost. Now Ironhead destroyed him the entire match, and it took like one roll up at the end to get the win. But you know, That's he got. Funny. We got through Fujita. <laughs> we got through Fujita. So uh uh, uh and then following the match, someone challenged. Someone challenged. Uh, Kaito Kiyomiya, and it was not Muto, not Muta. It was Timothy Thatcher. Oh, all right, that's kind of cool. All right, so thoughts all on right. thoughts on that main event result? Oh, I can breathe. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's I surprising. Can... I'm truly surprised that they went with with Kiyomiya, and not. Fujita. Well, they went with the right choice. I, I agree. I agree. That's what I'm surprised about. That they went with the right choice there. Well. He's, we, we talked about this last week. He's like the first guy that successfully defended his title in the first ma- first match in months. Since, 
since Fujita Cyber Fight Festival. <laughs> yeah, since Fujita. Um, that's a great sign, uh, because to me, to me, I think Kimi is just the guy you got to ride for a while, um, for obvious reasons, not just yeah. because you have been playing hot potato with your world title, but because he is your guy. You've tried to make him your guy for years. He feels like the guy now. Keep riding with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you'll set him up for a big match. Oh, thank God. Man, Timothy Thatcher's a good one. I really like that. Those two should have a great match. Thatcher um, is a currently undefeated in Noah as well. Oh, he kind of, well, he lost that the tag titles. Well, singles competition he's undefeated uh, in. Yeah. Which well, it's like uh, two matches or something. Helps that you weren't in the end one. Yeah. Uh, but uh, that's that's exciting. That's yeah. Exciting. I agree. I, I think that's you know, it's something new. It's Noah something different. has a brighter future all of a sudden. It, it's they're like impact where they have they have their ups and downs. And and you know, that match will probably they take are place just like impact. That was a great comp. <laughs> except Fujita that... is bully ray, except I like Fujita. <laughs> Fujita is bully ray. Oh no. Oh no. So Fujita's one, he's good. And two bald. Ball, three iron head, four beard, good. beard, five, five. Um, he wears a singlet. All right, I read out of it. Um, so that match will probably trained take... by Anoki. Yeah, that match one will one probably minute. take place on their next big show, which looks to be January first. Um, oh, uh, which they also announced another match January first, uh, and it was a singles match for the Great Muda. Ah, oh, great Moda. Yeah, it's a singles match, not against a Noah talent, not against a New Japan talent, not even against an AEW talent. Oh dear God! In fact, Scotty, all the way from the sandy shores of Orlando, the great Muda on January first in a singles match will be facing Shinsuke Nakamura. What? <laughs> That is a legit match. <laughs> the graphic is out there. There is a video package announcing it with Nakamura talking to doing cutting a promo. It's happening January first in Noah. Do you think? Do you think there's any chance they're giving Nakamura to New Japan for the fourth too? Since he's gonna be there, I doubt it. <laughs> I doubt. I doubt. I doubt. But they give him to Noah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's making his Noah return, Shinsuke Nakamura is, to face the great Muta. I'm speechless. I'm without speech. He's without speech. Scotty, uh, the match is happening to me. That's sick. Really feels like, you know, that really feels like this uh, this um, retirement what? thing's happening. And that, to me, that, by the way, that screams uh, also great Muta possibly doing a WWE Hall of Fame uh induction oh, yeah. thing that's that's that screams to me as well why can't it be muto <laughs> well it's it's american audiences that's probably why no but muto versus shinsuke would that'd be sick i agree oh but it, God, it's shinsuke. muta muta's doing that for american audiences we all know what you know it's muta for u.s kids i mean we all know that part but yeah no shinsuke is returning to japan wrestling for noah I'm not I, what I signed up for. Yeah, right. so that's the surprise. <laughs> thoughts, Scotty? Any thoughts regarding that match? 
That was fucking sick. Let's go. <laughs> uh, this is great. This is great. That's like Noah's back, baby. <laughs> the stylist said, "Yeah, I'll retire and book." <laughs> oh, all right. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. <laughs> that's the moment the sound was gone. He's like, "All right, let's get Shinsuke in." Oh, he's really he's booking two companies at the same time. We can only ask him to do so much. <laughs> yeah. No. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's uh, that's wild. I mean, Nakamura is probably winning the match, of course, but it's a singles match, man. Pretty Are crazy. You sure, it is Noah. It is. It's, <laughs> it is. It's not Noah. It's Muto. <laughs> By the way, I, I was talking about this um, this week. Uh, how can you not appreciate Keiji Muto? This man, this man is like a happy old grandfather anytime you see him out of a ring Mm -hmm. but the moment wrestling comes around he's an absolute prick and has to win and i absolutely love that i absolutely love that what a guy ah what a legend yeah so he's showing up he's not retiring no (laughs) he's gonna he's gonna be beating kaito kiyomiya for that title he's gonna be here in the u.s just as the great mood of making bank on every show possible he's gonna show up uh to the the wb hall of fame ceremony with the ghc heavyweight title around his waist that's what i'm waiting for baby that would be sick yeah oh my god yeah so they, that's what that tells me as i feel like you know it's WWE. you know you get something you give something Jeez. i wouldn't be surprised if the, you know he wants he's going to and by the way that's a good way to get uh, Muto away from, you know, retire, you know, away from wrestling again is to have him sign a WWE Legends contract where he makes money and they sell, you know, sell his gimmicks, sells T-shirts and all that stuff. Yeah, that'd be cool. Have him show up and miss a couple of people every once in a while. You know, that the, honestly, you know, have like Asuka, you know, Muto manage Asuka or whatever bullcrap. Jesus. <laughs> I was pulling right. stuff out of my butt. Uh, we're, we're, we're going off the cliff here. Let's yeah, let's I'm, climb back up. <laughs> I like that. So we're getting we're getting Muta versus Nakamura. Muta That's teaming up with crazy. with Sting. Uh, so it's it's got some crazy. Muta stuff. is bringing wrestling. Muta is the forbidden door. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I get excited about that again. January first is that match. Can't wait. Can't, Can't wait. wait. Uh, well, it's time to get on to the, the big bits here, but, uh, of course, uh, we have some, uh, breaking news, breaking news, we have another, bu- 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 brawl out update. Oh, and, uh, you said breaking <laughs> out, you said, oh, Jesus. <laughs> and this, this brawl, this bu- 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 brawl out update, chomp chomp, uh, is of course, uh, uh I'm going to be subtitling it, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh, so I got, oh, you should have called it the good, the bad, and the Larry. <laughs> uh, um, so yeah so this, this, so this isn't breaking news no this of course not is breaking news <laughs> I got you again two weeks in a row on the same bit uh, well I, I, I don't know I feel like if you're going to say it's breaking news you're not going to lie to me like a jerk no I should have said breaking news for the Nakamura thing because that literally was that breaking news yeah. uh, it was fine in Noah so this, of course, is the good, the bad, and the ugly. It appears that, oh, I wouldn't say appears, but everything, all the signs lead to that the brawlout investigation is finally over. Uh, and when that, that, that ice is thawed out, uh, a bunch of news is coming forth. So 
We have it called the good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh, bits Larry. Of, bits of news about this whole situation that I deem good, bad, and ugly. So let's get to it. The good, Scotty. Fightful reported that Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks are backstage at AEW Dynamite, back in their roles, and they can come back immediately. But then, of course, on Dynamite, we saw a commercial playing, uh, showing that the Elite were getting erased from the, their own history in all Elite Wrestling. Uh, so even more teases that, uh, you know, basically AEW's building up the idea that they are going to be making their return at some point. We don't know when, but the Elite are back. They are staying, and they are coming back to television at some point in the near future. So thoughts on the good news, the Elite are back. Well, do you remember what I said last week? If they're not back by full gear, then something went wrong. Mm-hmm. So this is a good start. Um, don't don't push it out. Just do them in Death Triangle at full gear. Let's not let's not make it difficult. Just do it. I, that's all anyone wants. Just give them, you know, give them back the titles. It's fine. It makes um, it makes the most sense to go straight to that. It does. It does. And uh, I'm very happy that they're back. I feel like we had Ken, we had Kenny for a second. He delivered three fantastic matches, and then he went away. Um, not that by his choice, obviously. You know, he was there to save Larry after all, mm-hmm. um, or beat the shit out of Larry, whichever he, <laughs> whichever story you to- want to believe. Tomato, tomato. Um, I guess I don't know. <laughs> um, but. No, I'm I'm very excited. I I said uh, was it last week? I tweeted out my dream is for the elite to come back and me to never hear about brawl out ever again. So I hope I hope we're getting closer to that. We're getting close to that. Uh, to put in perspective, how great uh, Kenny Omega's return was for me. He's only wrestled three matches this year when his when he returned, and he is uh, number twenty four on my on my <laughs> wrestler of the year ranking list. Jesus. Yeah. I mean, if he, if you went by average, he'd probably be number one. I mean, uh, number one currently is Will Ospreay. If Kenny no, Omega by had... the average match. Oh, rate, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. He would probably yeah. be one. All three of those matches were uh, more than four stars So for Omega. So it's shot him up there. He's, oh, he's actually, yeah, he's like right. He's tied with Eddie Kingston. He's had as good as any Kingston has, according to my poll. So yeah, I'm excited for it. I'm excited for the elite coming back. This is obviously huge news. Uh, you know, um, I like to see that they're back. You know, we've obviously seen with them gone, punk gone, that uh, uh, that AEW can be fine without them, but I'm more than happy to welcome them back and get, like I said about Kenny Omega, another slew of great matches, because I love great matches. So uh i'm not unhappy about Tony that con does too that's the only thing he knows how to book we'll get to that uh oh, rampage <laughs> rampage baby please it's rampage baby uh this is rampage baby <laughs> um but yeah no i'm excited about the elite coming back Remember i think Sting? who uh i think Sting? i feel like he might be injured or something I feel like they're, te- like they're doing it. I feel like That'd it's fitting. Well, I think it's like he's injured, maybe, but then they're also probably saving him for Muda. Saving yeah. him for Muda. Um, that's a big match. You don't want to let down. Um, but yeah, no, uh, I think the elite is a great move. I'm excited to see them back on television. Oh, you do? Yeah, I think it's a great, a great, <laughs> a good signing. One of the most I think it's popular a, acts in wrestling. I think it's a pretty good signing. You know, I think you know you could have done other stuff, but yeah, if you got to get the elite, you got to get them. I guess. Uh, yeah, I no, uh, when they come back, I don't know. I think 
I mean, do, do they return at full gear to challenge for the they belts? They should do November 9th. That's what, the Wednesday Dynamite before? In Boston. Ooh, the one you're That's going? I'm saying, they should do that one. It just so happened. Uh, uh, just a thought, just a thought. The, the same the same show where uh, 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 Electra Lopez wrestled uh, what's her face or or <laughs> <laughs> lifeblood lifeblood were on the stage and and battling it out versus other listen people. listen listen if I get lifeblood to team on the show I'm at which would be Bandito just Robinson that'd be sick. Now if you're if you're It'd make no sense if you're Tony Khan is one of the first matches you do Bandito versus Juice Robinson. Lifeblood explodes. For, for <laughs> uh, I remember when they announced Lifeblood. I remember looking at the faction. I was like, what? <laughs> what, what were the members? It was Juice, Mark Haskins. Juice, Mark Haskins, Bandito. Tennille Dashwood. Tennille Dashwood, and I think it was one more person. I feel like there was also one. Was it Flip? I don't think it was it Flip. It might have been Flip. Lifeblood, ROH. I don't think it was Flip. Not ours. Jesus. Was it David Finley? That would make sense. Probably was, yeah. That makes sense if it was it Juice. Was. <laughs> it was. Juice Robinson. Bandito. David Finley. There it is. Mark Haskins. Tracy Williams. And Tennille Dash. Tracy Williams was in there, too. I forgot. Few things make less sense than that group. Yeah. It was a it was a solid idea, you know? Not uh, that it really. Did, it did not pan out one Their bit. Their debut. <laughs> They defeated Dalton Castle, Flip Gordon, Jay Lethal, Jeff Cobb, and Jonathan Crusher. <laughs> Damn. Coming out coming out to the scene hard, uh, Lifeblood. Just toss Bandito in there with Mark Haskins. And let's see them cook. They said it didn't cook. Did not cook. It boiled. Uh, it got raw. It got it, it, it was overdone. <laughs> Simply overdone. Um, well, let's move on to brawl out update, chomp chomp. Uh, the bad sources told Fightful. This is bad because you know it's bad that this happened. Sources told yeah, worked there. Sources told Fightful that Jericho allegedly told Punk, uh, following the brawl, uh, that he was quote a cancer to the locker room and quote a detriment to AEW. Jericho was reportedly very angry at Punk about Punk's perceived lack of professionalism and decorum during his press conference appearance. I, I would, t- I would personally, I would write off a perceived lack of perfor- professionalism and decorum, but you know, have what have you, uh, as well as the events of the backstage fight. Uh, whilst Punk's response was not reported verbatim, it is believed Punk told Jericho that it was none of his business. Five uh, four received confirmation of the exchange uh, from someone close to Punk. So I'd say it's bad uh, because uh, it's bad that Jericho had to say that. Uh, and I'm kind of shoehorning it in just to do the bit. But thoughts on Jericho stepping up uh, for what, like the third time in his career, going up to a guy and saying, hey, get out of my locker room and uh, stay out. <laughs> he, he gets beaten up in a brawl and then Jericho runs up and stay out. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about Jericho here? Um, It's very fitting. That he won the Ring of Honor Will's title. <laughs> <laughs> After saying, see a punk, get the fuck out of here. Uh hmm. It's good. It's a good person to have lead your locker room. I think that's yeah. really important. Um I think that's the most important thing is that what we're yeah. getting out of this. I mean, what we you know, before it was what the elite and punk, and now after all this, it became Jericho, Moxley, and Danielson. And you know, as many 
you know, as much as you can dis- disagree with Jericho's own opinions outside of wrestling, uh, inside of wrestling, he's obviously very loyal to the company that he yeah. is working for uh, at any point in time. I mean, this time. is the guy that was willing to fight Brock Lesnar backstage. So. Yeah, yeah. He's psychotic. He, he is absolutely psychotic. He is super loyal to the, the to the company, to the locker room. He, he is a... You know, you have the discussion about, you know, locker room leadership with, you know, surrounding punk and all that stuff. Jericho is somebody that, you know, might not, he might not be like the outright outspoken locker room leader, but he's definitely a guy that is willing Probably to do, is. willing to fight Brock Lenzer to maintain locker room uh, peace and peace, I guess. You know, I got, and I respect it. And I, you know, at the end of the day, you got to respect that. Yeah. Yeah. I respect it. I respect how he uh, handled it. I'm sure. I'm sure uh, has been easy time for them. So, yeah, and we'll move on into the ugly conversation. And it was uh, Wrestling Inc. Nick Hausman. Uh, you remember Nick Hausman, the guy that got called on for being a Colt Cabana friend uh, during CM Punk's rant. Um, called a Colt Cabana Mark. That's what it was. Such thing. Yeah. Uh, basically, he broke the report, exclusive report with CM Punk's camp. Um, about uh, news from the AEW brawl out fallout situation. Um, so according to it, uh, Wrestling is Inc. has been told there's three bits of information really in this article. Um, well, so we'll get start with this. Wrestling Inc. has been told that Punk felt threatened and reacted in a legal way under, of course, as we all know, as we all know from the top of our hearts, the Illinois Castle Doctrine laws which allowed the for, the use of force in defense of a person in their dwelling. At that time, at this time, there's no litigation against Punk on behalf of anyone involved. It was also relayed to us that Steele's wife, Lucy, uh, who was in the room during the incident, but was not interviewed as part of the internal investigation into the matter. Uh, following, we were they were informed, uh, f- uh, following Hangman Adam Page's comments on a May episode of AEW Dynamite, uh, that there was distrust on Punk's end going to the AEW World Championship match with Page at double or nothing. Um, and the Punk was concerned that the predetermined match would break down into a real physical fight. Uh, the other bit of information as well is that from the perspective of Punk's camp, uh, the scrum itself, uh, which, you know, you know, the scrum itself didn't seem like a big deal and only escalated once Punk's locker room door was, quote, quoted in the article where he's quoting someone else, but quoted here, kicked in and accidentally hit Punk's dog Larry in the face. At a pre-scheduled veterinarian appointment a few days later, Punk was informed that two of Larry's teeth had been knocked loose and had to be removed. So this is all coming, of course, uh, from Punk's camp. I also, of course, of course, I keep saying of course, uh, want to point out this was breaking the same day as Fightful reports uh, that the Elite returning to AEW wrestling immediately, or imminently, I should say. Uh, and then this broke uh, the same exact day, if not an hour or two later. So thoughts on this ugly bit of information uh, about what CM Punk's camp believed happened and how their thoughts are on the invest- investigation happened and where Punk's mindset was in the moment from May to September. My thoughts were with Larry at this time. <laughs> he's not dead. He's, his teeth, I know. Two That's of his why teeth my thoughts are, are with him, because he's alive. His two teeth are, um, I guess. I, hey, you know, they were loosened, and they had to pull them out. Poor Larry. Um, 
I mean, I feel like we've been doing this story for years now. We, you know, we talked about how after that AEW World Title match against Hangman Page, mm-hmm. he got hurt days after, dropped the title, sat at home, stewed at home, stewed a little more. Dude, even more. See, then Some, someone, someone's got to take him off that stove. <laughs> what are we doing? I know, I know, I know. Then he came back. Wrestled John Moxley, a great, you know, great all-out main event. Got hurt again. <laughs> Has you know the anger of Colt Cabana never leaving his brain. Mm-hmm. Uh, has a problem with Hangman Page, despite. Being a guy that has many times talked like that to create a story and went off script because that is what pro wrestling is. Um, and then he let it all out. <laughs> See what I did there? Um, Very nice. And it led to what we have been dealing with now for months. And, you know, you listen to these stories of oh, I thought Heyman was going to shoot on me. Well, that's absolute bullshit. Uh, you heard... I'll, I'll talk about my thoughts about that one. Like, that's that insane bit. to me. That was the most, like, egregious thing that I heard out of all that. I was like, I was like, okay, listen, listen. I don't think... I, I doubt Larry was hurt. I doubt it. Mm-hmm. But if his teeth were loosened and they just didn't know until after he got checked on, whatever, sure. I'll give you that one. Sure. Um, Because... As someone that owns a dog, you know, sometimes you just don't know when it comes to teeth and stuff. But that's besides the point. My my cat has been has been threatened by the vet to be losing their teeth like every vet visit. Like, <laughs> like it's it's just you know it's it's yeah. it happens. It happens. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but all of this is to say that you know we have to remember what happened, like how this happened. Mm-hmm. Do do we remember who Tony Khan went back to, despite all this? Who he handed the AEW World Title to, despite I'm sure I'm sure this wasn't the first time frustrations were shared. Yeah, right. I'm sure Tony Khan didn't go into that conference and say, "Man, I know I I, I know CM Punk so happy right now. I know he's having a great time. It's just like a year ago." No, there's. No chance. There were reports at that May after that uh, workers' rights promo comment that there was a backstage closed door conversation between Punk, Tony yeah. Khan, and Adam Page. Yep. So, so grievances uh, were met there, probably. And it just, uh, and like you knew CM Punk got hurt during the match. Everyone knew CM Punk got hurt during that all out match. Yeah. We watched it happen. We knew. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yet, who won? Yeah, punk. Uh this all sucks, man. It all sucks. Everything about this has sucked since it happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, you know, it was cool for the first twenty-four hours because it was like just insanity, right? You and I uh, reacting I, to it I'm live. Her, <laughs> we're like... fucking children, you know, all that great stuff. Yeah. And ever since then, I have just wanted it to end because I don't find it that interesting anymore. I think it's annoying. I think it is hurting a product that is still, still, despite all of that, still the best in the U.S. by a 
decent chunk as much as uh, people want to tell me that Triple H is a great booker. Um, but the QR code, Scotty. The QR code. I think. I think uh, I'm going to get into booking in a little bit. Um, yeah. But all this is to say, this could have been avoided. This really could have been avoided. You went right back to CM Punk. You gave him the title. You gave him the spot to sit there and talk. Yeah. You didn't have to give him back the title. You really did it. You had John Moxley beat him in seconds. Right? Mm-hmm. And and I think my favorite part of all this, which we haven't talked about, is the idea. And I don't I think this was Wade Keller that brought it up. Um, I believe Trish Spears on Twitter, she tweeted all out and mm-hmm. I read the story that it probably did not help CM Punk's frustrations that night. That he sat out there having his signature moment mm-hmm. and all the crowd gave a shit about was MJF. Which, I was like, that probably didn't help. But it also, and we talked about this last week when A. Steel got quit and his reaction to it was like surprise. Like the yeah. mindset of where A. Steel and especially CM Punk were in this mm-hmm. moment. Right. It's wild to me to be thinking that yeah. that in that moding, CM Punk is upset that in Chicago, MJF's getting announced, you know, cheered for. I get it. But MJF was gone for months right. and and made a, a and that was his first unveiling of who it was. The crowd was excited yeah. to see him. I get, you know, that he's supposed to be getting booed in that moment, and that's not necessarily what should be happening, but to be upset by that for Punk, you know, I this is the guy who hasn't been gone for all summer long as well. Of course they're excited let's be, to see MJF. Let's be fair here. The understanding and or handling of MJF and trying to get him booed is not it's just yeah, not it's, it's not going well no for what they, they, they want they cannot <laughs> flip the crowd and and that but that also goes to how much they were excited to see mjf in that yeah. moment in well, chicago in like, cm punk's hometown it's like AEW didn't want him to be cheered they still don't want him to be cheered guess what it's over it's over you have no shot at changing the crowd now yeah that would, which we're also sort of, you know, with last week's main which event angle. We'll get to, and I don't think you should. We're 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 starting to. Well, I would say the option is open for them to officially turn him face if they so choose. And I also okay. think that eventually down the line, it would have been a face turn for MJF and a heel turn on Punk to a double turn as well. I yeah, it's also down yeah. the line. So maybe it was always eventual, but maybe just not now. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, the whole this whole story is. Now, you know, I keep saying it's wrapped up because I think this is the last we'll hear about it unless, I don't know. I mean, does does Nick Hausman have a podcast to see him punk and beyond? I think that's the only other bits uh, <laughs> we could we could have um, unless we get more. Unless, hey, see him punk's a good shoot uh, interviewer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Watch the brawl out uh, <laughs> <laughs> interview. Um, yeah, no, it's I think to me what hearing that's how this- we got all into this. You shoot interviews. Thanks, Colt Cabana. We didn't get all into this. We got all out into this. Uh, <laughs> I think the idea, the thing I really took away from this Nick Hausman exclusive of CM Punk's camp is the mindset of CM Punk during all of this. The, the lines of, you know, uh, you know, despite that term getting, you know, denied by several other sources kicked in uh, still being used upset that 
uh, Ace Steel's wife was never interviewed, which I get. You should have interviewed her, but apparently other people were like, she just sat there. She didn't do anything. So what have you? I think still Shout think you should Lucy. do that. Shout out Lucy. Um, the the big one there, I think, thinking that the scrum wasn't a big deal. I think that's <laughs> insane to me. Uh, the the fucking look this up after the fact probably the castle doctrine laws thinking that he can use force in defense of his dwelling he is thinking that his locker room or whatever is his dwelling i guess that counts i don't think it does but he's also from chicago i feel like he might have done this before (laughs) that's that's a great point that's a great point the the idea that he thought adam page back in may was gonna shoot on him I think, you know, Adam Page, you know, I get it. Like, I hear the argument of like, you know, Adam Page, you know, you know, went off script, went off script during a promo. uh, And I was like, yeah. And then, you know, and then Punk also went off script during a promo and then thought and then thought that he would shoot on, you know, Adam Page would shoot on him. You know, the guy that wears butterfly pants was going to shoot on him. Um I don't know. I, there's no evidence suggesting Paige would ever do that. If he would do that, I don't know. Uh, but who the heck knows? Either way, I think this really tells me the the mindset of CM Punk. You know, I'm a I, so I'm a huge Survivor fan. I love the TV show Survivor. Uh, and one of the classic things that happen in camps is you know you have your your teens and and your you have your 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 alliances and all that stuff. But one of the things that that always happens almost every season is there at least one person that gets so paranoid about the thinking that they are the one uh, getting voted off that episode, that that paranoia becomes reality. You don't want someone on your team so paranoid thinking all of this stuff is going to happen to them. You don't want that. It's bad for your alliance. It's bad for your team. It's going to make your have more of a target on you, so it's the better thing to do is to just v- vote them off. And the classic thing is, in Survivor is when as soon as you get paranoid that you're that is you shooting yourself in the foot. To me, CM Punk since May has been the most paranoid person in the world. He was so paranoid that he is the probably the only person in the world, maybe not the only person in the world, but one of the few people in the world that thinks that. Adam Page would shoot on him during a match with despite no other evidence. He's so paranoid about all this stuff that he thinks that, you know, he has to, he, he has a right to beat up someone in their dwelling. I know Illinois, all that stuff. But to me, it's this guy has been so paranoid thinking that there is, that there are people coming after him, that the elite broke the news to, you know, to Dave Meltzer, despite Dave being like, no, they didn't outright saying, no, they did not tell me this news. So paranoid about all these things. We saw that in the press conference thinking, you know, saying Nick Hausman, you're a Cole Cabana fan, right? Nick being like, I'm actually not. His man is so paranoid. And no one's a Cole Cabana fan. Oh, not fan friend. He thought he was like a straight up friend with, with Cole Cabana. And Nick was like, no, I'm not. So many times we see CM Punk, so dead sit in what hunt and what he believes in turn out to not be true. And I also think that he was so paranoid. Of course he, he thought, you know, Adam page would shoot on him. I would bet you if CM Punk was in Adam page's shoes, CM Punk would have shot on uh, his opponent. I think that is this level of paranoia. He was so paranoid 
uh, that he probably w- he would that's what he would have done in Adam Page's situation. You know, that is what he would have done in the elite situation is go to the media uh, and and speak to this. You know, what he would have done, uh, you know, and if, if he was in a situation where he feels threatened in a match, that he would shoot on the other person or shoot on the other person backstage, throw the first punch backstage first, allegedly. You know, it th- this level of paranoia that this guy had is obviously, to me, just like in Survivor, the thing that ultimately shot him in the foot and that has ended his, his seemingly has ended his AEW career. And that is, frust- as a fan of Punk, as a fan of his run in AEW is super frustrating. And I, I, I heard this on, I think it was voice of wrestling that talked about this, that, um, that the idea that we all thought that he, he, he got his mind straight, you know, left wrestling for seven years. And then just in one year's time, nearly six months time back in wrestling in AEW, he starts going back to old CM Punk, paranoid, frustrated other people, shooting on other people, all this sort of stuff. It, you know, maybe maybe he didn't heal up, you know? And that's also upsetting as a fan of CM Punk. And it's just, it's very frustrating. And at this point, I'm in the boat of, all right, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. Maybe this, maybe this is it for CM Punk. I don't know about this guy anymore. I, I, you know, I don't know if you want to hire him if you're WWE you know, it's 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 frustrating to watch. He's great. He's a great wrestler, great storyteller, great moments, but it's it's frustrating. It's frustrating to watch. It's frustrating to see play out. I'm not happy about it. It's hard to it's hard to be happy about. I mean there's a lot to not like here. Um whether it's regarding this or the past with CM Punk. Um, I mean, I, I, I retain that his one year run is one of the best return runs I've seen. That's as a CM Punk fan. That's as a, just a wrestling fan, what he was still able to do despite this, right? It's, it was, it was excellent. It created some of my favorite AEW moments, but ultimately I think the world title is where it all went to shit. Yeah. Having to put him on the road to the world title. And, you know, there were reports back then that he kind of hinted at, hey, you should, you know, hey, uh, the throne hangman. He's not getting it done. Yeah. And to be fair, hangman was a weird world champion. Um, very weird world champion. Mm-hmm. I He's- barely remember anything he did. <laughs> He, he, I've heard before about Hangman Adam Page. Great Dusty Rhodes comparison for Adam Page. Yeah. He is a great uh he, Adam Page is a great uh journey to the title. But yeah. as soon as he has the title, it's, it's like all about let's the get it off. yeah, let's get it off. There's a lot of guys that's like that. So it's not like a hangman yeah. page thing. No. Um there's plenty. I mean Daniel Bryan, mm-hmm. obviously. I mean he got hurt, but it was all about the chase there. Mm-hmm. Um Kofi. Yeah. Even though they Kofi did well enough, but it it's all about the chase for some guys. And you know it's hard to see this any other way besides CM Punk's an asshole, you know, everything that people have been saying. But he never had to be no. world champion. No. He never had to be made world champion. 
And I think that kind of goes over some people's heads in the, all of this. Cause like, I, this isn't me sticking up for CM Punk. I have, I understand he needs to be out gone. See you later because of, you know, what Chris Jericho said, you're a, I'm not going to call him cancer because that's a very, very serious thing, but he was a problem to the locker room and the locker room is better off when they're there. They only have had one fight since he left. And that was a joke because, you know, I'm sure they've probably had more fights. You never really know. <laughs> um, but he never had to have the world title. When CM Punk came back, I never thought for a second he had to have the world title. To me, I thought it was always going to be, oh, he'll have one match maybe. Or I always thought Danielson had the better shot at being AEW world champion. Yeah. Than CM Punk. And then they just put him in the. Uh, he went into the angle with the hangman. He became champion, which, you know, as a fan of CM Punk, I was very happy. I'm not going to, I'm not going to sit here and just lie to you people. Of course. Um, and I, I remember we talked about it. I thought he should have beat John Moxley, <laughs> but I didn't know all this was happening Yeah. either. Right. So to me, it's like, okay, but someone did, someone knew at least some of this was happening. No one knew that he was going to go out into that press conference and do what he did. That's true. <laughs> and, and, it, and if they did, then there's bigger problems to be had. Mm-hmm. Um, but at, at the end of the day, CM Punk will, he's going to go, he's going to be remembered by a lot of people as a guy who had an inflated ego, who was a petty guy who cared about his spot and his spot only. And that's okay. You know why? Because that is the old school way. <laughs> and it it ran through till the end. It went all the way through to the end. I think this is it. I don't think he needs to come back. He's made his money. Yeah. He's had his moments. He's had, you know, some of the greatest moments wrestling has ever seen. Mm-hmm. His return at Rampage is one of the greatest moments wrestling has ever seen, right? His, He's his... had some great his revolution mm-hmm. entrance, uh, his revolution entrance, which I uh, rewatched a while back. Mm-hmm. You know, he had amazing moments everywhere he's ever gone, mm-hmm. and I think that's important. And that's how I'm going to remember CM Punk. But I'm also going it, to. It's hard not to. It's hard to just take this part out. Yeah, it, this is a big stain on his AEW run for sure. Yeah, for sure. It doesn't ruin it for me. Like some people, like some people said, it, it was ruined the moment it happened. Uh, and I was like, all right, let's chill. But it's definitely, it's definitely a stain. You, it, you can't ignore it. Yeah. You have, you have. While you're talking about the good times, you also have to recognize the bad. Yeah, I think that I and think I, that's completely fair as well. Yeah, I mean, there was some great stories, right? Mm-hmm. Great matches, and then it, you know, came crashing down, but. Man, it sucks. It sucks because I thought CM did add a lot to this company. Um, I always thought CM Punk's be- CM Punk's best work was when the title was nowhere near his <laughs> mindset. Truthfully, I mean, the yeah, stuff with MJF, just the early few months with all the young guys, mm-hmm. like I loved that. Yeah, when he was re- when he was the Rampage staple, he Lee, wrestled on every Rampage. Lee Moriarty, Daniel Garcia, oh. Hobbs. Yeah, it was great. And then they just went away from it. Yeah. 
because yeah, you want to put them in real stories, but like that Eddie Kingston like three week story, yeah, some of the best stuff from last year. And so like, see, I can get giddy and excited about what he still did because it was great, but it I also get sad thinking about how it ended because as a wrestling fan, you didn't want to see that happen. Yeah, you know, it's one of the things of of course, you know, I I don't blame Tony Khan for, you know, put Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill the world title on punk because he was like the biggest money maker in the company yeah i don't blame tony khan to be uh tantalized by that money making possibilities no not at all the Uh, second time i might put a little yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) um for sure but yeah we're not even calling the audible yeah oh yeah midway through that match where cm punk gets hurt yeah you had two professionals in there they could have handled an audible like mjf could have switched his promo yeah but um was it even a promo or he just show up. He just showed up. He didn't say anything. Oh, no, even well, better. The promo was like the uh, the Tony Khan phone call gimmick, I guess. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, no, it, it you're right in that, like it is you know talking about like the healthy man of CM Punk and the mindset of CM Punk, like he was like a great asset to the company right up until he went into the title picture, and as soon as the title picture showed up, old school Punk came back. Mm-hmm. It, and it was you know you know that of course i understand why doing that and you're probably the booker working with punk you want to make things right and you know work through things and figure stuff out but it never you know obviously injuries and all that stuff delayed things but it never situated itself out um it never solved itself it just created worse things the moment he was in the world title picture before that perfect perfection but the yeah. moment once revolution was over and he was going after the world title, that's when things started to collapse. You're hearing those reports of, I don't know if punks or I don't know if page is actually the guy. Uh, and then, you know, workers rights and yada, yada, yada. Um, yeah, no. And, and, and that's the thing is, you know, once, and then you have the Cole Cabana stuff was always a present, but then it got heated up more when he was world champion, man. Cool Cabana wasn't worth it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, if you're CM Punk, it, it wasn't worth yelling at that one fan to get even more heated. Um, yeah, I don't know. And, you know, I'm excited to see Cole Cabana lose to Chris Jericho on Wednesday. Um, and that should be fun. Ugh. <laughs> I, <laughs> um, but, you know, it, it's it's like you said, it's a it's a big stain uh, on CM Punk's, you know, AEW legacy here. And uh, ultimately is his wrestling legacy as well. You know, this isn't the first time, obviously. Yeah. When the first time, when, when the first one, the big one, I should say, happened in WWE, you know, he still had a lot of the hardcore fans still on his still on his side and all this stuff. And now, since all the hardcore fans with the AEW and saw this play out, I, you know, I think he lost a lot of that faith from the hardcore fans. So I don't know if his star, if his star power will still maintain, I don't know. Uh, I guess time will tell. 
time will tell i should say i think it will just because controversy creates cash <laughs> the old eric bischoff line i see uh Controver- real well this is this this is where i can blame tony Khan. yeah i was gonna say the old booker man eric bischoff. oh i like when you don't know what's real and fake i remember him saying that in a media call mm-hmm. right Who, he's like oh, with Khan? the mjf wardlow stuff yeah yeah it came back to bite you in the ass now didn't it yeah yeah, I mean, let's talk about that. I mean, this obviously, Punk being gone, obviously, Lee, you know, and we saw that all summer, Punk and Lee gone and created a booking hole that he, you know, f- filled up with other stars. Now, if Punk gone, you're still going to have to have oh, other man, stars. so lucky he has John Moxley. Oh, my God. John Moxley is <laughs> coming in nailing it over the summer. Uh, now you have he the elite. so lucky. The elite back who are probably going to go back to that trio's title picture. And, uh, and, you know, and it's, it's interesting. It's going to be interesting to see how that all culminates with the, the stars they helped create over the summer yeah. uh, and see how they merge together in sort of a booking fashion. Yeah. Remember when the problems were Cody's booking? Remember that <laughs> when those were the ages? Earlier this year, you mean? Yeah, which feels like e- oh, gosh, eons away. Ago. Like, holy crap. But uh, this company misses Cody. I'm, I'm going to say mrs cody um i said that a few weeks ago actually i think and yeah. i still stand by it yeah um yeah i mean the, tony khan is just so lucky he has john Marks. yeah like i i felt that during the summer but you know during the summer felt like it was a little more like whole roster mentality we got this mm-hmm. we're fine right you have forbidden doors so you had some turnover mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. jay white's on your show yeah osprey's on your show you know it's feeling good it's feeling good then cm punk blows up again <laughs> and now we're here and you got john moxley again baby thank god because if you didn't uh oh what are you what, what are you gonna have jericho is that it yeah, because because truthfully, the main the whole entire story of this company is JAS versus Blackpool Combat Club, which for those who may not remember, that feud started when CM Punk won the world title the first time. <laughs> and and I just I was I, I, I like a OK, see, I'm, I'm going into my little thing. here. I like a W. I think a W is great. This way, this week's Dynamite. I enjoyed Dynamite for the most part, from top up to bottom. It was a good show. Good women's match on the show. Great women's good match. Rest, good wrestling on the show. Well, the thing is, I know that they can do even better. That's the crazy part. But yes, great women's match. Probably the best. I don't know. They've had some. They've had some really good ones actually the past <laughs> couple months. So. Yeah, I've heard a lot of the, the a lot of the stopwatch people not really talking anymore. So. Yeah, they shut up. Um. Yeah, so good women's match, good uh, main event that I can't remember. What was the main event? Uh, the main event, of course, was... <sighs> what the fuck was the main event? <laughs> I'm not Pentagon a... and Moxley. I'm not a historian. By the way, I'm not an by the way, historian. By the way, Wrestle Cringe uh, didn't like that I was mad that um, all that Penta does is Sarah Miedo the entire fucking time. And they... And they so so I don't know if anyone saw this, but Wrestle Cringe was mad that I said Pentagon's entire character in AEW is saying Saro Miedo, Saro Miedo, Saro Miedo, and nothing else. Did you what? 
did anyone clearly no one watch the triple a match because he's a different man in triple a people this the sierra mato comment uh has been a long-standing point with pentagon in aew for a while now i i and and look I'll, I saw your comment. I'll disagree with the part that it was Tony Khan's having him do the Sierra I think that's Pentagon. Did I say Tony Khan's name? I don't remember if you said Tony Khan. I thought you I did. did it. There we go. What was the comment? What was the comment? Let me, let me see I, that. Let me go find it. Sure. He does Sierra Miedo his entire match because I said he's not allowed to be himself. He's just a tag team wrestler. I guess that's where um, I, my thought Tony Khan. It was, oh, you said they. succeeded everywhere else he's gone. No, I just mean mm-hmm. – they expect him to just be this tag guy. Yeah. That's and, all. And I think, and I also think that is Pentagon's decision to be the Sierra Meta guy. It's the For same. Sure, it's, it's over. It's the same thing. He's also done in the U S Indies the entire time. It's over. It works. Why do something else? You know, because he's amazing everywhere else. <laughs> I agree. Why. I agree Triple that a, he, he should do that Brown. stuff. He's this, this badass. And then earlier this, this is where the, the frustration came. And I don't know if it's Tony Khan. It's probably the Penta thing that he just does that the whole time because it gets him over. Yeah. But he became Penta Oscuro. And what happened? He had a stupid fake grave, a shovel, and Alex Abrahante is looking like an idiot. That's what they did. That's all they happened. <laughs> Forgot about Alex Abrahante. <laughs> looking like an idiot? Looking like, uh, looking like a vampiro. <laughs> like, I just, I just, it's frustrating because. I'm watching a company that has so much talent, mm-hmm. so much talent, more talent than I think they know that they have. Shout out Ricky Starks. And I, I, the whole show is Chris Jericho and the Blackpool Combat Club. Five, which, six, seven months later. Which I'll say, I, I'm still enjoying. <laughs> the, I, I, I've come back around to enjoying the Ocho. <laughs> So, so I, I, okay. So I enjoy Chris Jericho, the Ocho. I enjoy that. I enjoy John Mox, the AEW champion. Mm-hmm. What I don't enjoy is the cold feet wrestling trope of the guy faking his baby face turn just to stay with his group. Oh, Daniel yeah. Garcia. I, get that. I, get I that. think, I think that was just so stupid. It's like he got cold feet of turning the guy. I, I also get that, especially that it, it was two weeks or so after Jimmy Hader's second cold feet. Uh, yes. Thing. And now I think we might get it with MGF. Like, I just feel like we're getting the cold feet on these heels that people want to cheer. Yeah. I saw Daniel Garcia. He wrestled this week, right? On uh, kick off the show. Tag match. And I was watching that match with Claudio and Wheeler and Jericho. I was like, oh, this is a good match. But like two weeks ago, this, this match had all the heat and excitement in the world because Daniel Garcia was teaming with Daniel Bryan. Yes, I called him Daniel Bryan. Against... Uh, Sammy Guevara and Jericho, and it was exciting. And then, and then, and then, my favorite part of how the understanding was, yeah, I realized I got to be a sports entertainer because uh, you hit me in the face with the belt. <laughs> what? What? And I, again, to the talent, you have a Pentagon Jr. there who could be, and I think they're starting to break up Death Triangle, so maybe we're going here well not with the heel penta we're not going there yeah but with the lucha bros being a little more free but my biggest thing the lucha bros are better than the lucha bros that was a topic they are better than being the lucha bros they're better as solo guys yeah i see what you're saying believe it or not Mm -hmm. right like phoenix is a great baby face yep 
Penta's a phenomenal heel mm -hmm. that worked in two. Co well, he's not a heel in AAA, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah, he he play. I guess he plays he into it. He plays into yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, Lucha's weird. You know, <laughs> it was like it definitely, but it's also like Lucha Pentagon and U.S. Pentagon are two completely different people. Yeah, did he do this in Impact? I never watched him in Impact. Uh, yeah, I knew they gave him the world title for like two days. Yeah, um, he he did this similar stuff of you know. Okay, it's the same sort of thing. So I mean, it's, it's, it's U.S. Penta. It's U.S. Penta. I just feel like after the. Penta Oscuro turn. Mm -hmm. It wasn't really a turn, actually, in hindsight. <laughs> it wasn't anything. Yeah. He stopped doing the Penta uh, Cerro Miedo thing as much. That's true. I noticed. But That's true. Was he even on TV that much? Not he had really. a match with CM Punk that was pretty good. Yeah. I remember yeah. that? Yeah. Bringing up CM Punk again. But that, uh, I don't care about the rest of the cringe thing. I thought it was pretty funny, actually, that that, that was the tweet of all the things I've ever said. I literally sat there. I was like, I've said so many worse things. <laughs> That's the one that got you. But anyways, because I, I thought the Sarah Miedo thing was agreeable. If you go down that post, a lot of people were like, yeah, no, I kind of agree. And I was like, wow. I, I Yeah. I, I, I don't agree with the part that they don't let him. I think it's a Pententa's decision to do this yeah. stuff. But I, 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 mean, I ultimately like, agree that it was, he just does. He's been doing the Sierra Miedo. Back to the Cody Pentagon yeah. uh, match. Ugh. He was doing the same thing there. We were having the conversations Ugh. then. And, and when I say they don't let him, it's like, I should say they don't push him to do something else. Well, they tried to. That's what I scared, I guess. Said. <laughs> well, I guess, but it it didn't do anything. Didn't I don't take, remember where it went. It didn't take. <laughs> I just realized the other day it was over. <laughs> uh, I realized it happened, and then I realized it was over. But my my whole thing here wasn't even about Penta. That wasn't even my. That wasn't even funny. My connection's unstable. So am I going off here? Can you hear me? Uh, yeah. If you can re, if you can come back out and come back in, I would appreciate it. All right. Sick. Yeah. There we go. There we go. Yeah, he'll be back in. But no, I ultimately agree with what Scotty's saying. Is that you know he it is something. There is. I think what Scotty's getting to is this idea that uh the there the, the outside the title booking. Uh, mm. is hit or miss. This is where I was going. Yes, it, I think. Yeah, summing it up here for you. Uh, I think. Thank you. Outside, I got notes. Perfect. I got, you got notes. I got a Tony Khan booking problems notes. I think. I, I you know, and I think I'll have. I'll try to do my best to be devil's advocate defender here. The I'll, I'll be. I'll be the AEW freakazoid camp over here. Yes. Yes. Thank you. So. So what I think is great is the booking of John Moxley. And the MJF story. I saw, was it Raj Geary say it was bad? And I was like, what? Yeah, he, yeah, I ignore, I ignore And it's guy. mostly because <laughs> it's more of an MJF story than anything else. Yeah, it, the, the, <laughs> the, the, the company revolves around him uh, currently. Yeah. And, and I, also love the, I also love the Ocho stuff. I, yeah, I love the Ocho stuff. I, I just, the Daniel Garcia thing set me off. Yeah. In, I, that, in, in the, that story of JAS. And, mm -hmm. But I like the Ring of Jericho stuff. I do like that still. Um, but, but my booking problems and stuff here. So John Moxley is your world champion, right? Correct. Right. Fact. Does that mean he has to wrestle and be used every single show? No, but that's to sell tickets and sell. Yes. Yeah, that's, I don't but mind. this brings me to my next one. 
CM Punk and the Elite are gone. Correct. Right? They're gone. Yes. For a few months. Yes. Give me give me the amount of people that Tony Khan decided, you know what, we're gonna run with this guy. Let's build them up. Ricky Starks. He did not do that. What are you talking about? <laughs> of course everyone's I I would say that he built up Ricky Starks over the summer. No, when the Elite and CM Punk left. Yeah. Since then. No, no, no. Since August. Oh, in a month? Who has he built up in, in the a past month? Two months. Uh, Who did he like go to besides Moxley, Jericho, and Danielson? I would say he built up Daniel Garcia a little bit more, but he was already starting yeah. building up at that point. I mean, two yeah. months is not enough time to really build up but a future star. It, it, it's time to try. I agree. That's fair. Something. That's fair. And you say Ricky Starks. Mm hmm. My guy, Ricky Starks, who I've been talking about all week. Mm -hmm. Where the hell did he go? You do Grand Slam. He beats Hobbs on was a Rampage. Rampage? No, I thought it was a paper Rampage Grand Slam. Some of, yeah. Oh yeah. He got I think crushed was... by Hobbs on. Hall yeah, Hall. you're right. It was it was the Rampage Grand Slam. You're right. right. I haven't seen him since. I I I when I saw that tweet, He's I healthy. wondered. Well. Was he, he healthy? Wrestled Nick Camarado on dark. I, okay. Was we he healthy? Just assume he's hurt all the time. Shouldn't I? They don't say anything when people are hurt. Should I not <laughs> assume that he's being hurt? But if we do, then the entire roster's hurt. That's what I'm saying. I think the entire roster could be hurt. I, I have no I idea. I just don't think so. I'll I don't think he was I'll hurt. defend the dark. Miro's not hurt. Ah, well, that's a whole... Yeah, well, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I'll defend the... I, I, that's a booking problem I have issue with. But before I get to that, I'll defend the dark thing uh, just because. Well, I'm about to call dark by the rampage. So. Uh, I'll defend the dark thing with Nick Camarado because he is finishing out a feud that he had with the factory. Well, on while the dark. Do you want to see that on Rampage or Dynamite? Do you want to see Nick Camarado well, versus Ricky Starks on something Rampage? on Rampage? Rampage is awful. But do you then? But like you just said, right? If you want Dark to be better and Dark to be a better show, then we have to put the match on Dark. You can't have it both ways. I don't want Dark to be better. I don't give a shit about Dark. But that's the problem. You don't give a shit about Dark. So then every match is going to suck on Dark. But the, to make Dark better, more watchable, you need matches like that to make it more watchable. But Rampage is the show on TV. Yeah. Why would you want people not to watch it? It's become 2013, 14, 15 SmackDown. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah, it is. That might be mean to the show. Uh, SmackDown <laughs> might be, be better back then. That might be mean um, to SmackDown, you mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, I do I do want to say, so I was going to bring up Powerhouse Hobbs. Of course, he came back. Yeah. So that's great. But pie, but, in, the, pie in the face. <laughs> what is been bad to give him he, the last time we saw Hobbs he lost correct so what like why, why, don't, why don't you put him in squash match here or there yeah I know you can do those I just watched Keith Lee kill poor Serpentico which was great would you way. be okay little if, things like that I enjoy would you be okay if they did squash matches with Will Hobbs on dark did they uh no no they did not but would <laughs> they would, did not. but would that, I mean that's would fine okay because that's that, what right? they've been doing for years now like that's the thing they do right sure. is that's how they enhance the records yeah so that's fine yeah and then they sometimes toss one on tv sure 
Like if, if they're going to build him up for a title match, I'm sure we're going to get one like this week now yeah. because he's going for Wardlow. So he's probably going to get something where he destroys a guy, which is great. Rampage, That's how you build. Rampage next week will have, I will bet my bottom dollar that Rampage next week will have Will Hobbs in action. <laughs> is it live next week? Uh, Yeah, probably. I think it is. I think it's live for the for like October. I think and that's November. I think that's the problem, right? Because when it was taped, I was like, whatever, I, I get it. Mm-hmm. But then you're like, oh, we're gonna make it live. We're gonna make it must see. And then I was I looked at the card this week. And I was like, well, I like that tape, <laughs> <laughs> but no one else does. No one else seems um, to like that tape. And I also, that it. was his debut in AEW. That's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, weird. Matt weird. Dave. Debut match. Debut. Match. Yes. 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 Um, I'll I'll bring All up right. a, a big point I a big problem I have. I was gonna bring up the Pacific title. Uh, well, I'll, I'll, let me say this first, just because all we're kind Pacific? of uh, all Atlantic. Uh, all Atlantic. The, uh, because we're sort Does of. Does it matter? Because we're sort of talking about it with like Will Hobbs and all these uh, Miro. I think Miro's confused. I think one of Tony Khan's biggest problems, and I don't blame him putting these guys on ice for a couple months here and there, because I think it ultimately makes. The return stronger, especially as heels. Sure. But I think he has he doesn't do monster heels well no. in AEW. Never Mi- has. Miro, Lance Archer, uh, Brian, Cage. Ho- Brian Cage, Hobbs, anyone that's like a monster heel kind of guy. And again, like I said, I think it's a good idea to put these guys on ice for a little bit to have them come back and have a more impactful return. Yeah, but. We've been waiting forever for these guys. It feels like it feels like we Miro never came these back guys. and then disappeared again. Yeah, remember he came back for a couple of promos and then disappeared again. He came, he came back to help Sting and Darby against House of Black, and then he left. Lance Archer showed up to promote him going to G One Climax, and then <laughs> did that, and then never came back. Is he back? Yeah, he's back. Like he's, does he wrestle? No, he hasn't. I don't he think, on dark. I don't think he he's been dark? on dark yet. I'll, I'll look that up, but I don't think he's been on dark. And you know, Mir- See, we don't know. We don't, this is the problem with Dark. How am I supposed to know? I, I think you know, what, you know what I know that's happened on Dark. Go ahead. I know that May Saruga and Emi Saka are wrestling Tony Storm and Hikaru Shida this week. That's pretty late. I know two Dragon Gate guys are on the show. Um, he's been on Dark uh, four times. Lance Archer has. Hey, shout out to him since I, uh, since I like returning. Since returning, Lance Archer had a good G one, and then they just didn't use him. But that's what I mean. Is it feels like we just the monsters kind of just get on sit on ice for a bit. And I think, go ahead, go ahead with your other point. All right. Well, the monsters you brought up a good point. Powerhouse Hobbs, another monster, heel monster, just mm-hmm. ice. He's been on ice. He he lost, and then you tell me he doesn't have dark squashes because I was about to give that to you, and then you're like, ah. I'll, let me, let me confirm. He probably has had one. Let me confirm that. I, I hope. Confirm that. I also, confirm. he looks gigantic. Now, like I saw him walk out the other day, I was like, "Wow, this guy is." And I feel like him and Wardlow is the perfect story to build up for a full year. How many weeks do they have? Two, three? I think three. Uh, three, two, three TV weeks. Three yeah, full TV three. Weeks. I think you're right. Uh, he Which is good. Uh, he had a dark TV taping uh, in Daly's place. Uh, oh, so he was on that show. All right, cool. Yes, that. I don't think that's aired yet, so it's probably saved for this week no. because he's back on TV. Correct. They were um, they were saving him to do us to us uh, to do a surprise return. So I was going to bring up Brody King, another powerhouse heel, but it seems like he got put on ice because of the rest of House of Black, which now we're seeing them it's, potentially come back, which I'm excited for. Yeah, I'm excited for. 
and they were they were key part of rampage for a while there rampage it is a show that doesn't make sense because it's, it's a show that's on tv mm-hmm. so like why don't you just put a decent match on there? like i and and here's something that Tony Khan I've realized I realized this week when he made the acclaimed swerving our glory match official he loves to do the series like instantly right we watched Daniel Bryan oh my god I keep calling it Daniel Bryan and Chris Jericho do their three matches in like a f- one fail so it, I'll give him credit he definitely wasn't counting on doing that second one immediately yeah, <laughs> yeah right that's true we got three of them instantly. Mm-hmm. We're getting a claim for Swerving Our Glory for a third time mm-hmm. already. Didn't need, I didn't need them three times. Mm-hmm. Truthfully, I didn't. You and me talking about last week, we would have had FTR win and uh, have Swerve and Keith Lee go to be um, against each other at um, what was it, full gear. Full gear. Yeah. And I think now this isn't a conversation point. I'm asking you this. Do you think sometimes he just holds on to stories too long i think that's something i've been noticing like it feels like things should end sometimes and then they keep going like the jericho stuff the uh, nope back up the jericho appreciation society blackpool combat club stuff you had anarchy in the arena Mm -hmm. which felt like a blow-off type match (laughs) it was actually just the start well, they did the same thing of like, remember they did like Blood and Guts was the yeah. the start of a match, start of a feud with uh, JAS oh, yeah. versus, I don't the remember pinnacle? who that, I think it was the Pinnacle. Was it the Pinnacle? Last year? Yeah. Two years ago? Was yeah. The, yeah. It wasn't JAS. It was, it was um, whatever they were. Inner Circle. Yeah. Um. And they, so they've been doing that. And, you know, that's, so, so, uh, so thank you for reminding me though. They've had Anarchy in the Arena and Blood and Guts in this feud. Mm-hmm. And we're still here, and it's going to be the uh, matches for Ring of Honor, clearly. Yeah, it's fine. I think, and okay. I think that's what their the thing is. It's it's not. It, uh, hmm. I don't necessarily. I think some. I, I'm not going to totally sometimes agree because it he doesn't do it all the time. Sometimes I feel like he goes on too long. Sometimes he goes on too short. In this particular mm-hmm. instance, the story has now evolved beyond a t- squad versus squad to. I want this particular guy, but he just stabbed my back. And now it sort of feels like we're going into potentially a BCC split between yeah. Danielson, Yuta, Claudio. Maybe Moxley turns heel against MJF or something. You know, get that, do that double heel turn with Moxley. Uh, you know, we might yeah. be getting that split I, there. So that's interesting. I just think it's crazy that you've had Blackpool Combat Club this long and this is all they've done. Mm hmm as like a feud feud um though i do like where they're going with danielson and yuda i think that's interesting i think kind of getting a big match out of that's cool but to my point to that point though that i feel like we might get be going to a bcc split that truly upsets me upsets me because i don't necessarily agree with i think he goes on things too long i think he does it sometimes i also feel like he does things things too short and we don't and we don't get to see stuff long enough i would love to see bcc be like a stable that lasts for several years like a chaos you know suzuki goon-esque stable that lasts yeah they can revolving members you You know have to be 
I think it's spe- important things. They don't have to be aligned at all times. Like that's what Danielson's done. Yeah. Pretty much since the beginning of this, like he's just moved on, but he's in the group. Right. Yeah. And that's, that was an inner circle problem. They went too long. Yes. Way too long. I find that I, I typically, my arguments of things going too long always happen to be about Jericho <laughs> stories. Yes. It's always Jericho. The Which, Jericho MJF story went way too long. I remember thinking MJF was screwed after that, <laughs> that story. Yeah. Um, and then he had the match with Darby, I think. Yeah. Yep. The feud with Darby, and that kind of reinvigorated him. Mm-hmm. And then he had the stuff with Punk, obviously. Um, all right. Let me get my. Oh, so the All Atlantic title, right? Cool idea. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. Well, when it was a traveling title. Yeah, I liked. I liked that gimmick. I liked that yeah. idea. And then it went to Orange Cassidy. I don't know how much Orange Cassidy's going to be traveling. Well, with that title he was at a fulham game yesterday <laughs> i saw that i was like oh match on the field it's now um, it's now a triple threat title yes it's a triple threat title because he just says yes to everything and also um, and also it's he only has to do a third of the work instead of 50 percent of the work like to me it feels like this is the mid-card title now hmm. and wardlow's just busy <laughs> teaming with samoa joe yeah <laughs> which is fun I'm, i enjoy war joe i'm into it <laughs> but you could forget that Wardlow's TNT champion very easily because this is this feels like the mid card title because being defended every week and you know I have my faults with Orange Cassidy winning it because I think he's well past his expiration date. But, but I'll I'll also say but he's that still popular. I'll also say that that All Atlantic title situation is coming up because again of brawl out stuff. I don't think. I don't necessarily think Orange Cassidy would have the title yet if they didn't want to move the trios titles to Death Triangle. I, that, that's how I feel. Uh, that's Perhaps. how I read the, read the tea leaves of it all. Perhaps I, I don't think and I don't think Tony I, I Khan understand likes. That was a problem. Yeah, I don't think Tony Khan likes uh, double champions. I don't get the impression. No, that he likes he, double I don't champions. think he does either. Um, so Unless they're double champions in multiple promotions. <laughs> why he didn't let Osprey come back? Yeah. Um, <laughs> sure. Well, uh, we so, we got to move on to the next bit. Do you have a good good final uh, closing? Oh yeah, my last my last one was Tony Nese and Josh Woods <laughs> <laughs> be on my TV all the time. <laughs> I think you know they're, I, they're the new Penelope Ford and the Bunny. They're the new um, what's that Ari Devari's group called? Oh, the trust busters. The trust busters. They didn't last that long. No. Actually, are they? Is Hook was Hook supposed to wrestle one of them? Yeah, Ari I think. Demari. I think. Did I that think, happen recently? Yeah, that happened recently. I've been on a rampage. Okay. I think. I think they're what still. Happened to Hook? I know what happened. To I Hook. think he's they're, still. They're not using him a lot. I think he's still feuding so. with the trust busters. Um, really? Is that on dark? I don't know. Maybe. I don't I, think Hook's wrestling on dark. I think he has <laughs> a match of Sunny Kiss at some point. Maybe, or maybe they're building to that. I don't know. All know. right. Well, my my before we move on, my final thing is I like what a lot of Tony Khan does, but I think he has the roster that he doesn't have to count on MJF Jericho Moxley only. That's my main thing. Yeah, he has the roster to expand, expand. You have enough titles to expand, <laughs> and then I have the guns versus uh, FTR because you know I've been clamoring for that. That that's been going on for a little while. <laughs> just realized that's been months now um i just i just want more out of the whole roster because i think at 
its best just a few months ago, that's what AEW is doing right. Yeah. Is using their whole roster. And I, I think, you know, it's funny because Rampage happened and I saw I saw the tournament, which is exciting. That always brings names back to TV. Um, even though people were complaining about the term yesterday, I like that Tony Khan has kept this annual tournament. I think that's great. I agree. I I don't understand the tournament complaints one bit. No, I I mean the Owen Hart one ended up being nothing. Yeah. I think that was like part of the problem because they didn't get anything out of it besides a purple pink belt or whatever. Yeah, but like that's fine. It's a nice little thing. Yeah, and we get great matches out of it, so that's cool too. Yeah, but like that's why. He announced all these things on Rampage. When I originally pitched this to you, I was like, arr, arr, arr. I was like, oh, we're getting little bits here He's, now. Yes. And it'll hopefully make Rampage better. Yeah. And because, it, right? You're going to have those big matches probably on there. Yeah. And we saw on Wednesday as well as the closing segment, it was about MJF, but the firm getting. A I little... actually liked the angle. Yeah. I, I do. know some people are 50 50, but I, I like I like the angle as well. But to that point, we're also building up the firm a little bit. Other these other parts yeah, of the I roster. don't like the firm, but it's good to build them up. Exactly. And that but that's the point, is that I think he's yeah. I think he's like I said I like Lee Moriarty. I don't think he Tony Khan is not somebody that shotguns people up a card or something, jetpacks yeah. people. He's a slow build guy. That's why I was yeah. like, it's been two months. I don't see Tony Khan right. do anything. Because that's not what Tony Khan does. Yeah. He doesn't do, no. do anyone he doesn't jetpack anybody. You know why I'm allowed to yell about Tony Khan? Because WWE is still so bad that, like, who cares, right? I don't like Tony. AEW is still good. Yeah. And, like, it, <laughs> and I just have complaints because it could be greater. And your ultimate point is that we like the show. It's the best American wrestling show on television it's right not now. Not even close. Not even close. <laughs> if any, you know, if anything, you can call these nitpicks, you know, minor complaints or whatever. Oh, it's absolutely the, the, nitpicks the whole entire Yeah. Time. But everything it, 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 I just it, it, talked about was nitpicking. Well, then, yeah, then it, it's perfect. Yeah, it's like, oh, I really enjoy Dynamite every week. I get excited for the show. Every week. I do too. I, I now do. I want to get excited for Grand. Yeah, I want to be excited for Grand. Yeah, I think there's there's still room for improvement there. TK. Yeah, I mean, just put some of the stories on there that aren't against Tony East and Josh Woods. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's get stressed enough how much I don't enjoy them. <laughs> let's move on to the next bit here, which is uh, the New Japan Rumble on 44th Street, both the night before and the show of. I didn't get a chance to watch it. Uh, how much of the show did you watch, and what did you think of the I show? I watched – let me tell you what I watched. I watched some – okay, so on the night before, I watched Shingo and Jake something. Whew! I watched the, and I watched the main event. Yeah, that elimination match. Nutty. Yeah. And then I watched the two stardom matches, obviously. I watched the tag title match. I watched Clark Connors and Suzuki. I watched Shigo and Fantasmo. And I watched the main event, but I knew that like Shota Umino and Willie Yuta were beast. And Leo Rush showed up. I know everything up. that happened. Not just showed up, but will be uh, <laughs> showing up in New Japan quite shortly. Thank God. He missed... He missed uh, Best of Super Juniors. Yeah. Because he got hurt. He's been hurt all year, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, it's coming in for a nice way for him to jump back in. I'm really excited. Yeah. So, night before uh, Rumble on 44th Street, of course, was their Halloween show, uh, mystery show. There's a lot of complaints from people. And, you know, you didn't watch the top half of the Pro card, Mark. but there was a lot of complaints from people talking about how they weren't too happy about a lot of indie wrestlers on here. Crowbar, SAT. 
Smiley, Mighty Mante, or whatever his name is. A lot of people weren't really happy about that. Yeah, using local talent, using this was definitely in conjunction a little bit with um, um, what's that company called? Uh, uh, Hog House of Glory. Um, so yeah, so so then what do you <laughs> what do you think of the Shingo Takagi Jake Something match, and what do you think of the elimination matches from that show? I don't. I just want to know why Jake Something doesn't have a contract with a professional wrestling company. <laughs> I watched this guy, and I'm like, man, he's great. I love him. Like <laughs> he's awesome. He was great at Impact when he was there, and then he left. Yeah, I'm sure they didn't pay him a lot of money. Um, that might be part of it. <laughs> and then. I was like, oh, well, he's on these New Japan shows, but it's like, I don't know. He's not going to, he's not a serious part. He's still going here, there, and everywhere. And I'm like, this guy's great. Him and Shingo were, were a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. A lot of fun. Uh, this is the type of match I want you to toss on Rampage. Uh, Jake something versus random big guy. Him yeah. and Lance Archer. Just let them meet, just let them meet Sling, and we'll see what happens. Um, I like Jake something. You can put him. Put them in something. Yeah. Put them in something. Um, and I get, I think that's a good idea. And then the main event was a lot of fun because it's just insanity of teams. But, but I have a bone to pick. My bone. They had the audacity to do the Shota Umino John Moxley entrance. You know, I'm excited. Goosebumps fill my body. And then Shota Umino doesn't wrestle in the match. And instead, they have Yo wrestle in the match and i remember it felt like i've been slapped in the face more than this by new japan i was like what what really <laughs> you went with him shota umino and i've said this multiple times is a different man out of ref pro <laughs> yeah. as in he is the star that they want him to be any other time and him and moxley is always fun together but uh the main event was a lot of fun amazing red was there yeah baby amazing red's awesome give him one more run please someone i know he's like doesn't wrestle as much anymore he just cares about hog but he should get one more run send um, him send him to the tag league it's not world yeah. tag league but the junior tag league have him yeah. team up with i don't know robbie eagles that'd be cool <laughs> that'd be that crazy would be cool that would be really cool <laughs> uh but the good. match was a lot of fun um worth checking out if anyone gives a shit cool 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 cool. see amazing red see john moxley it's amazing red (laughs) jay white and during the match if i'm not mistaken john moxley versus uh jay white world champion versus world champion yeah it was pretty cool uh you said you also watched the tag match and the kickoff show of the rumble on 44th street it was Mm -hmm. kylie ray and tiara james versus cosmic angels mina shirakawa and uh, a person who didn't know their choreography, Waka Sukiyama. Uh, Waka, yeah, she never knows. <laughs> what did you think of this match? Uh, I thought the I thought the Cosmic Age did really good. I was as a Stardom fan, I'm very happy for them. Um, I know it was big. They almost didn't make it, so the fact that they got to wrestle on this show um, was great. Waka was over. I, you know, these two, I was wondering about how much. Yeah, you know, fan. How much the fans would care, and Same. they they got them into it, which was really good. They played the babyface perfectly. Honestly, I walked out of this match saying, if you're gonna send anyone over consistently, it's probably gonna be the Cosmic Angels. Um, I mean, and to me, you you didn't send the best Cosmic Angels either, and they still worked. So, yeah. um, Tara James, I know she's a local talent, so I she has like thirty matches to her name. 
Okay. Yeah, um, she doesn't have a cage she, match here. No, she has like she's very there's there's something there, but she's still very very green, and Kylie Ray is still very good. So she's always been good. I wish I, I would. I wish I know. Um, yeah. Kylie Ray has now been every fucking company possible, <laughs> except I for know. WWE. Um, you said you watched the New Japan Strong Openweight Tag Team Match. Uh, yeah. Both the Machine Guns won the titles <laughs> off of Aussie Open and beat Kevin Knight and DKC. I also heard not only was it a good match, but I also heard that Kevin Knight looked really good yeah. in this match. Yeah, Kevin Knight's a dude. Yeah, Man, baby. He's he's, go- he's gonna be good for them. Uh, I was impressed by him a lot. Uh, the times you got to see uh, Motor City Machine Guns and Aussie Open in there obviously it was great um mm-hmm. there's a chance you run it back right battle in the valley i think is coming up mm-hmm. they announced on the show so that's a possibility but you know what this really opens up ftr versus aussie open too that's what this opens up that's how i think it opens up it opens yeah. up it opens aussie open to win world tag league yeah going to wrestle kingdom that's what it sounds like ooh, and me um, ooh, but also maybe motorcycle machine guns from world tag league i mean the impact doesn't need them uh they had the ojk ogk beat them just to lose to rhino and heath so you know i love that chris saber and alex shelley won the titles though i had no idea when i watched this and i watched this day after yeah and i was like <laughs> it's a surprise i was surprised to see that picture i was like whoa good good, great team what an all-timer team that will always be underrated what else did you watch from the show you saw obviously i watched clark connor versus Noru suzuki yeah yeah how how did my boy clark looking this was clark's first match back since forbidden door aka the match that made him Mm -hmm. and he had another match that made him him and suzuki was great second best match on the show for me um, I think Clark Connors found something. Mm-hmm. He's found it. Yeah. Um, he's got a little, and, and this isn't because they look alike. He does have a hangman esque feature to him. Yeah. Like it, he's a very likable baby face. Um, that works. That, that feels like he works stiff. Works stiff. Fights with that fire that you kind of look for. Um, and it took Hangman a while too, mm-hmm. uh, to get there. And Minoru Suzuki had his working boots on, so that's good to see. That's good to see. He has to impress Ken Shamrock. Um, Mayu Itani versus Kylan King for the SWA Undisputed World Women's Title Match. Mayu, of course, won. Probably unsurprising, but how'd she look versus how? How did how did Kylan King look versus Mayu Itani? That's what I'm really interested about. Kylan King should be getting a phone call for a contract from a wrestling company after this match yeah at the very least she should have after multiple matches by now at the very least work and start them a little bit more yeah i mean if she's willing to go and they want to bring her over i think she she fits because she's um she's tall she's very tall yep i realized in this match yep uh she is a good powerhouse and i think she'd be an interesting ad if stardom did want to bring over Someone, I don't think she's bad. I thought they had a really solid match. All things considered, first time working together. You know, it took a little for them to mesh because obviously they've never wrestled each other. Yeah. Probably the first time they met when Mayu got there. Plus but, translations and all that stuff. Yeah, exactly. But they, they did some good work here. Uh, they should be proud. Mayu was as over as you'd hope. Mm-hmm. You know, she's the one that 
you put you send over there because people know her. But I do hope that when they send Star and wrestlers over, they take some chances. Um, you don't always send the Mayu Iwatani. Well, it's we saw that a little bit with uh, Waka and Mina. Well, right? yes, but you also send Mayu Iwatani. Of course. Like, well, yeah, you send, like, you you send Next that. time you send people, I think you send... I don't know, Micah, Hameka, and undercard talent, maybe, or, you know, just, I want to see how they translate. Put Tekla um, in there. Put Tekla in there. Tekla's a good one. Tekla will be a great one. I think she gets over instantly. Do Micah, Hameka, Tekla, and then also bring over. Yeah, just do a trios match. Also maybe? bring over Utami <laughs> as as uh, a singles, single star. Yeah, I'm very intrigued by when they bring over the main eventers. Mm-hmm how they react oh once once they bring in julia i'm scared she may never come back and then you saw do you you saw the main event did you also see the shingo match no i did shingo versus phantasma uh uh great stuff here i liked it better than the who's your daddy match the who's your daddy match yeah i liked it better than that i don't like it better than their g1 match i think still that's probably fair but it was a good way to end it Good way to end it. They did some crazy stuff here. You know, the New York City street fight or whatever the hell they called it. Mm-hmm. Um, Shingle won. They Shingle used mist, red and green mist. So that was great. Ooh, um, ooh. Uh, I, I think, I think really it's worth watching all these matches. But tag title match: Connor Suzuki, Mayu King, Shingo Fantasmo, and then the main event are all worth checking out. Yeah, the show currently has a six point eight six uh, with six votes on uh, on on cage match. I'm sure they'll get I more. I think fight being terrible doesn't help. I, I heard that as well. That the fight feed uh, can't hear anything again on New Japan was bad. I mean, you stop doing New Japan and fight. I don't know why they do it, but man. And then what do you think bad. of the main? What do you think of the main event there for the? Oh, I thought the main event was matching the night. It was awesome. It was. Four great wrestlers wrestling. Uh, Eddie Kingston and Okada were so much fun together. <laughs> um, Eddie Kingston had like this last stand moment where he's just chopping the shit out of both Juice and Jay, and and he even hits the back fist. But then Jay hits a low blow, hits the Blade Runner, wins the match. Um, Okada shockingly was the most overbred on the show. What I. Uh, I don't know if you saw me post that, but I posted his um, AEW debut the other day because I was watching it. Mm-hmm. I was like, because I, was, I knew this was coming. I was like, you know, I remember that being pretty good. And I rewatched the clip and I was like, oh man, this is this is better than <laughs> I remember. This is great. Remember those days? Oh man, I wish. Uh, I love. Oh, and uh, we didn't even talk about it, but like Rampage has that like dream match coming up. Yes, the um, All Atlantic Dream Match is what it's being advertised. Don't know how it's a dream match when we don't know who the champion is, but all right, buddy. We don't know who the champion not is. Not going to be Luchasaurus. Well, oh, they're oh, having the saying. triple threat. <laughs> I see. Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. Dream match. Okay, so uh, Ray Phoenix versus Kanosuke Takeshi. Uh, I'm are, not getting that. People are also <laughs> people. Are, it could be Kanosuke. It's That's Suzuki, not bad. isn't it? Yeah, I, I feel like it's going to be Suzuki. Uh, I think that's a that's the solid pick there. That's uh, okay with me. That ain't good rampage match. Good rampage. I don't. I didn't tell you this before we started the show. So I was at a wedding on Friday, um, and the wedding was in Connecticut. Um, did, you go to, did you go to rampage? I did not go to rampage because again I was at a wedding on Friday. Uh, <laughs> yeah, who knows? It's just, this show starts at ten. Um, 
I was at a wedding on Friday. I was at a wedding on Friday. And on Saturday morning, when we were at the uh, airport, uh, I saw walking in front of me Trent Beretta. And then it, he he pointed someone. He looked over to the side, pointed at someone, and said, "Yo!" I looked over. And it was Jerry Lynn on his cell phone. <laughs> and I was like, "What the?" And I, I didn't realize that Rampage is in Connecticut, uh, uh, so I was like, "Huh? What the? What, what are they doing here?" And then uh, apparently they were all. Uh, it, we flew Southwest, but if we flew Delta, uh, we would have been yeah. on their. We would have been on their flight. Because uh, it was because at the end of the terminal was um, Trent and and Jerry and I presume other people. Uh, but we, I was like I was like what the I turned to Jesse that's I was like funny. that's Jerry Lynn that's Trent Bretter what are they doing here? Um, yeah, but yeah, they were busy having a rampage. It's rampage, baby. Um, let's move on to Battle Autumn. Uh, it's the current tour happening in Japan for New Japan, and they have their final night of the tour happening this Saturday. In Osaka Prefectural Gymnasium, the Ediana Arena in Osaka. Um, and it's like all tours, all final nights of tours, uh, we have a bunch of t- title matches. So let's get to it. First off, of course, uh, Aussie Open is going to be in action. Just says Aussie Open in action. We don't know what kind of match it's going to be there. We have the two, <laughs> we have two semifinals of the New Japan World Television t- Championship match. Um, two semifinal matches. Um, so Great Khan's not going to be in that one. I, you know, I, I, you and I, we we did not account for Keji Muto, Great Muta, to show up. Uh, did not count for that for Toriano and all that stuff. So that was disappointing. But we're going to get two semifinal matches for the World TV title at this show. We are having what's listed as a incredible tag match: Master Wato and Taiji Shimori versus. El Desperado and Hiromu Takahashi. Um, so I think that is, uh, of course, this is the four way for uh, Wrestle Kingdom that they're building towards. We have a match that may or may not be happening the never open weight championship match, Hikaleo versus Carl Anderson. Uh, so if he, can, if he can make the flight from Saudi Arabia to Osaka, Japan, you know, maybe we'll see this match. But I'm doubting oh, it. I'm doubting you it. Know what it. Do you not know what it actually is? What? I'm I'm saying this is what it says on their website. What is it actually? Oh, so it's it's Hikaleo versus Huge. Oh, did it get changed finally? Yujiro said, I want the belt. Hikaleo. Hikaleo, why are you bad? Let's wrestle. Ah, I see. So, so they're wrestling for the belt now. It's remember when I suggested that, oh, yeah, you just don't have Carl. I think I said this last week. You just don't have Carl and have another Bullet Club person there. I don't know, Juice or something? It wasn't Juice. It was Yujiro. You, <laughs> you got the huge, baby. Oh, God well, we know damn. why it's not Juice, and we know why it is huge. We also have the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship match, TJP and Francisco Akira. Uh, defending their titles for the second time against Bushi and Teton. Teton! They should move. Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting. I can maybe see the title changing hands, and then that way you can have like TJP and Akira win the Junior Tag League. That's a classic, you, uh, classic New Japan booking style. So did you say the IWGP tag match? Uh, there's no heavyweight tag match currently on there the show. There is though. 
What then? What is New Japan's website? Why does it suck? F- FTR said we're coming to Japan and we're te- defending these titles. Oh, then maybe that it's day. versus Aussie Open because Aussie Open just says in action against Aussie Open. Oh, interesting. Because I think Aussie Open's match is specifically supposed to be separate. <laughs> interesting. Well, we'll find out, I guess, because this website I think it might be Cobb and Ocon. Who could have guessed that NJPW nineteen seventy two doesn't have the most up to date card? I know. But the main events, uh, main events, Fiber. Yeah, IWGP US Heavyweight Championship match. Will Ospreay defending that title for the third time against Tetsuya Naito. Whoo, baby. One final match for the uh, Wrestle of the Year crown for Ospreay. One yeah. More, uh, one more to write home his claim. Yeah, this um, is probably his last big singles. In New Japan, at the very least. Yeah, definitely in New Japan. He could definitely... You know, I was, I was talking about this with someone. I don't remember who. But he's about to have a lot of free time. Yeah. Like, for the rest of the year. He should just come over. Yeah, if he's not working World... We don't know the World Tag League participants, I don't believe, yet. It's probably not him. Yeah, if he... <laughs> if it, Assumingly, it's not him. He has a lot of free time. He has a lot more singles matches he could do over in America. So, uh, singles, tag, anything. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. AW's right there. AW's right there. Uh, oh, this, it look, looks, I'm like also looking at 1972. They have actually have these semifinal matches line up complete as of today, this morning. It is going to be Evil versus Zack Sabre Jr., uh, which is also, of course, going to be at this Battle Autumn show. Evil versus Zack Sabre Jr. Your head's tilted. I'm tilting because I'm reading the tournament. Oh. Uh, <laughs> reading the, I'm reading the tournament of names. All right. uh, and the other name, which is going to be Sonata versus Ren Narita. Ren Narita beat Ishii, then beat Yano. Goddamn uh, right. Who's who's on who's on track here? Sonata, you, you ruined this. I will kill you. They didn't do Kenta versus Ren Narita. I'm already upset about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But but Sonata makes sense. We were, pra- we were saying he has good stuff yeah. in the short sprints. The Azume yeah. of uh, of New Japan. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ren Narita. Um, that was going to be my match of the week. Ren Narita and Tomohiro Ishii. Because hey. it uh, was awesome. Kicked ass. <laughs> Kicked ass. It was a it, good match. Uh, Shibata's been reborn, officially. Um, yeah. This guy is so good already. It, he is so good. Um, yeah, man. He's... Uh, He's gotta he's gotta be in that match with Zach. They just gotta let them let them cook. Let them do the damn thing. <laughs> I'm excited for it. But yeah, that's Battle Autumn that's happening this Saturday. Should be a pretty good show. All all you know, it's uh, it's I mean, the main event should be excellent. Main event should be excellent. We ha- it's the that show, and then of course we have historic crossover after that, and then we're getting into World Tag League, uh, Junior Tag League stuff as well. We have our historic crossover card, I think. Yeah, we got more matches announced for it, for sure. Muda. Muda's Again. in there. Muda's showing up everywhere, all over the place. Remember when he said he had five matches left? And now he's like 2,100. He, fi- he had five pay-per-views left. Mm-hmm. Five pay-per-views named after his ass. For, no- for Noah. <laughs> yeah. My God, this guy is never going to stop. Yeah. And then, uh, then once we have historic crossover, which will be happening on November 20th. 20th. We have World Tag League and Junior Tag League up until basically the end of the year. Um, 
Yeah, uh, December 14th, then road two road two shows for the Tokyo Dome, and then January 4th. Alex Coughlin announced he's going to be in World Tag League. Mm-hmm. They're, That's oh, all he said. They're, they're, they're making me want to watch World Tag League every once in a while, at the very least, just to see, because they're loading up with uh, American talent. Alex Coughlin, yeah, Leo, Rush, Leo Rush. You know, Leo Rush is in junior tag, obviously. But. Yeah, but uh, maybe, maybe I don't know. Maybe he's in lo- chaos now. Maybe Lifeblood. You know, Bandito and Juice. You know, you never know. You never know. Uh, Mark Haskins is probably available. <laughs> What's he doing? He was on the uh, OTT show yesterday that no one watched. Yeah, good for him. Anyways, <laughs> do we want to talk Crown Jewel or do we just want to end the show? I'm okay not it's, talking about I don't Crown even Jewel. know what's happening with Crown Jewel. Okay, well then we'll quickly discuss it. It's in Saudi Arabia. I'm gonna let's preview the show, and I'm gonna say uh, don't watch the show because I don't like Saudi Arabia shows. But let's preview it anyways. Uh, I'm gonna watch it. They're non they're non kayfabe shows anyways. We're not non kayfabe, non uh, storyline shows. They're non canonical. Uh, Yeah, they are. Yeah, I know they are canonical. (laughs) I remember when people said that they're like, oh yeah, these are just non canonical shows. It's like no, no, no. There's title matches happening. There's title switches. Like like, uh, Triple H. Versus yeah. people. Triple H and uh, Shawn Michaels versus Undertaker and Kane. Remember that? I haven't seen that match, by the way. I've never seen that match. That's probably a good You're thing. Lucky. That's probably a good thing. Uh, your 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 um, image of Shawn Michaels has been saved. Praise, praise the Lord. You know the JoJo Siwa video game? All right, let's go. There's a JoJo Siwa video game. <laughs> Crown Jewel, I'll quickly go through it. We don't have to do a big breakdown. It's Saudi Arabia. I don't really care about the show. Yeah, every match. Oh, yeah, here we go. At least. Drew McIntyre versus Karrion Cross Steel cage match. Bad. Do you think a strap will be involved in this match at all again? Bad. (laughs) More of a question, not really, but I guess that works as an answer. Uh, Singles match, here we go. Omos versus Braun Strowman. Awful. (laughs) Oof. We're going for we're going for dud territory there. Appreciate it. <laughs> Six man tag team match. If he can make it, Carl Anderson, <laughs> Luke Gallows, and AJ Styles versus Damian Priest, Dominic Mysterio, and Finn Balor. Who gives a shit? Who is gonna have who is gonna put more effort into this match? Dominic Mysterio or Luke Gallows? The sad thing is Dominic Mysterio is putting an effort. He's just really bad. There we go. I guess that's the answer. Uh, Raw tag team title and SmackDown tag team title match. The Usos versus the Brawling Brutes, Butch and Ridge Holland. That's pretty good. Um, I mean, the Usos win. As long as Jay's more Usy. Singles match. This is actually slap. Uh, I'm excited for this one. Brock Lenzer versus Bobby Lashley. Oh, I forgot Brock was wrestling on this show. Saudi Arabia, man. Of course he's wrestling. What are we talking about? That that should be fun. Brock's winning, but that should be fun. Yeah, totally. He's totally winning that Brock match. Brock hasn't won in like a decade. He needs to win. He actually needs to win. Yeah, he needs to get that win back. Uh, and then, of course, your main event, WWE title and WWE Universal title match, Roman Reigns versus Logan Paul. I wonder how they're going to fake injure Sami Zayn so he can't go, since obviously he can't go to these shows. Like, you know, it's not allowed. Yep. I'm sure they're going to, like, fake hurt him this week. Yeah, this show is on Saturday, so they could do something on SmackDown to write him off. Yeah. 
SmackDown is taped, so we could just figure that out, I'm sure. Oh, it is taped, isn't it? Well, I guess I can look that up real quick. Let's see. Let's see. Does anyone care yeah, if I spoil look. Sami Zayn? Uh, to be exact, SmackDown. <laughs> oh, I got it. it. does have a match. Oh, I got it for you right now. Oh, hit right me. Right here. Uh, Liv Morgan defeated Sonya Deville in a no DQ match. I don't he... think that's what you asked. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, LA Knight defeated Ricochet. The real life relationship between ring announcer Samantha Urban and Ricochet was part of the story here. It's Knight hit on Urban before the match. Uh, oh, here we go. Here we go. The Usos were in the ring to say that after they retain their titles at Crown Jewel, they'll be the longest reigning tag champs in WWE history. That brought out the team that currently holds that record, the New Day, to say they'll be waiting for their old rivals if they win in Saudi. The number one contenders came out to brawl like the Brutes are, but Sami Zayn and Solo Sokoa ran into even the odds and the bloodline stood tall, so they did nothing. <laughs> so they did nothing? They just He just won't be at the show. Yep. Um, and Braun Strowman beat five wrestlers. Great. <laughs> and Gunther versus uh, Rey Mysterio happened. So, something to look forward to. That's something to look forward to. Um, and that's Crown Jewel. I don't care about the show. Saudi Arabia. That's don't watch Crown it. Jewel. But Logan Paul's probably going to cook, folks. Yeah, so how long do you think that Logan Paul match is going to be? How much talking do you think is going to be in it? 20 minutes. Okay, so I'm going to go over. Yeah, so over under 20 minutes. I'm going over. I'm going over 20 minutes. I'm going to say 30. <laughs> 30 minute class Jesus. epic. I don't know if they can get him to wrestle 30 minutes. No, that's what the talking is for. Is that's Jake what Roman... Paul going to be there? No. Doesn't he have a boxing match that day or something he like that? Today. Yesterday. Oh, was it today? Yesterday? Oh, then he could be there. It's a possibility to even the odds. Yeah. Um, you have him punch Solo Sokoa. They, they, they know that no one watches the Saudi shows. Which is why it's like, hey, Brock's here. Hey, Logan Paul is a title match. Don't look at the rest of the card. Hey, Carl Anderson. Oh, oh sorry. did you say Bailey versus Bianca? No, I did not. Thank you. Bailey That's versus the last Bianca. last women's standing match. Mm-hmm. That's not a great, um, that's not a great stipulation know. for Saudi Arabia. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't know if anyone feels the same way I do, but I always feel so uncomfortable for them when they have to wrestle there i i always do i hate like i hate this i hate it makes it. me squirmy i hate the saudi arabia shows i despise them i they're I not like redeemable shows i don't like them don't like that they're having them don't like that they do them don't like that carl anderson's leaving <laughs> to get that paycheck uh anyways Anyways, that's it for this week's episode of Ringfest Radio. What a way to end the show by dunking on KSA. Um, Scotty, you already said your match of the week, but do you want to say any of your plugs? No. All right. Well, you can find Scotty. I'll plug you. You can find Scotty at Scott E Wrestling on Twitter. Yeah, uh, go, ahead, go try. See what happens. Yeah. I'm sh- well, I'm sure you're going to reactivate probably this week, right? I wish I could. I wish I'm probably gonna react in like five minutes, but I should just delete it. Call it a day. Well, I need I need someone to retweet my <laughs> my Ring Post Radio tweets. Uh, <laughs> um, my match of the week then is going to be Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland versus FTR because we didn't really talk about it too much, but that match was 
also really, really good. I really enjoyed that match as well. Um, FDR, again, great great tag team wrestlers. Uh, Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee, great tag team wrestlers. I love what they're doing with that team. I want to see more of it. Uh, but you can follow me on Twitter at Ryan Knight. So you can follow the whole show at CountUpPod. Um, subscribe to the show. If, you haven't, if you're not a subscriber, if you're just listening to this for the first time, if you're watching this on Twitter or whatever, and you're like, hey, I want to listen to the show more often, there's a little QR code there. Uh, it won't lead you to the theme lore, but it will lead you to uh, Red Circle, where you can download the show, subscribe to the show, wherever, iTunes, Apple iPad, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Music Store, Spotify, we're everywhere. Just listen to our show and subscribe. We'd greatly appreciate it. Join the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash countoutpod. Get a bunch of other stuff. We're going to have a new episode of Ryan Hasn't Seen Anything Tomorrow. Um, so go check that out. Do I know what the match is going to be? Um, do, 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 do. do you know? I can tell you it is going to be is it this one. Is this is this the match? Or did this one already come out? Uh, no, that match already came out. So it will probably be this match, which is Minoru Suzuki versus Takeshi Segura. It is going to be that match from Noah, celebrating Noah this week, of course. Uh, that's we are what, Noah. We are Noah. We are the Noah Bounty Hunters. Did anyone win that? Uh, <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> it's upsetting that we never did. Never heard anything from Nasawa. Anyways, we'll see everybody next week for Ring Post Radio. Until then, goodbye, everybody. This has been a Count Out Podcast.